They know what they're doing, Lair. Say, Blockland. All systems go. Right. Mm. Hello, Vilkomen, Bienvenue, Konnichiwa. Ni hao, Jambo, Morhaba, Aricha, Hail, Scal. It's time for the Arms Inquisition yet again, episode 272 on <laughs> Sunday, the 5th of March, 2023. I'm Phil. I'm Ben. I'm Matt. And uh, we're happily joined tonight yep. by. The crew from Rise Above, Lance and Andy. How are we doing, boys? Good evening. Evening, gentlemen. evening. Evening, peasants. <laughs> evening, peasants. How's it going? <laughs> Not so bad. Yeah, we had a few technical snafus, didn't we? Yeah, as always. But uh, yeah, I had a takeaway snafu as well. <laughs> I was going to say, fortunately, not as uh, not compared to your snafu on Friday night on your live broadcast. Oh well, well that, yeah. We, I mean, we we were sadly weren't able to broadcast on Friday because uh, we of certainly an... certainly weren't allowed to broadcast what we wanted to broadcast. No, no, we weren't allowed to broadcast on the main channel. Rise above live. We had to go on the second channel. We don't normally go live on, and we weren't we couldn't be seen to be doing our regular show because uh, Al Gore, aka Al Gore Rhythm, <laughs> and his team of moderators said no access denied. You're not allowed to. So, uh, yeah, we had to do like a special um, gorilla broadcast, didn't we, PJ? Yeah, we had to slip it in between some bite-sized videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we couldn't let... Because, because like, our viewers love um, the regular, like, Friday night now, so we had to, we couldn't let them down. So we broadcast about four or five edits that hadn't been released yet. And in the middle, we managed to slip in a special Soviet Union... Yeah, a little 33-minute um, broadcast. Yeah. And uh, it also included a special discount code for our event. Um, so we offered uh, a discount on the tickets over the weekend to say sorry for no live show. Hope that made up for it. Yeah, look. And, that... and we give them two hours of sheep farm, didn't we? Oh, yeah. yeah, we did give yeah. them two hours of sheep farm, which is always a gift. A gift that keeps on giving. So there was a Rise Above interview with sheep farm. We we chat to them every sort of six weeks, two months. Yeah, yeah. We try to have a, a, visit, a visit to the sheep farm at least once a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we played, we played one of those for everyone. Yeah, it's good for the soul. Well, luckily I follow you on on Instagram, Lance. So I saw the you posted that you were going on the second channel. Otherwise, right. I would have been waiting, you know, on Friday night at nine o'clock for the uh, thing to come up. But I was saying, yeah, that, we've seen you guys in the live chat there. Yeah. Well, I, we were saying just before we started recording, right? Um, I was watching on Friday, and you start with some videos, and there was like some almost like Soviet B roll film going on <laughs> yeah. and uh and like the soviet music da, 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 da. and then it cuts <laughs> you you faded out to you two in the studio and you're wearing like soviet-esque <laughs> uniforms and all this stuff and yeah. 
like the audio was like proper lo-fi, like you were like you were broadcasting from behind the Iron Curtain. And, and everyone in the, the chat, viral curtain, <laughs> the viral curtain, and, and everyone in the chat screaming like, "Sounds off! Oh, it's too low! Oh, it's got all this hiss!" And I'm there like, "No, no, calm down! This is this is high artistry. This is a concept. You, you guy, you just don't get it, man." It was a performance piece. No, what had actually happened in 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 um in reality was we'd had a meeting before about um what we were gonna present. You know, I'd had a couple of glasses of red wine. We were quite annoyed that Al Gore, Al Gore had struck us down like that. Um and we actually failed to engage the the Queefmaster Pro and we were just using the <laughs> shitty mic out of the uh, the webcam. But lo and behold, it sounded exactly like um like a 70s Soviet filter broadcasting directly from the Soviet Union, comrades. Yeah, it was, it's like a radio-free Europe broadcast. Yeah, you, you totally... when, we, when we switched it on halfway through, I was <laughs> like, whoa! <laughs> I know, you could have styled it out, I'm telling you. You should have just uh, played along. Mm. But it's, it's hard, and I don't know how you guys work it with the streaming, but from me on this end, I can't monitor the output at all, other than visually through a visual mm. fader. I can't see... In fact, I've only just looked for the first time now that there's actually any audio going out to YouTube. Yeah, we always have uh, we always have the show on in another room in the in the uh, building the studios in. Yeah, so we have like the virtual green room and then the 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 physical green room, and usually it's being viewed in there as well. And we try to have someone, um, you know, looking at the live chat. But as always, yeah. I'm su- I'm sure you guys have had the same conversation. It's like you really do need like, a full time producer. To be sat there in the background, just concentrating. On... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we sort of share. We, um, Andy's got a mouse that that does my computer, um, and I've got a mouse here as well. So he's got two mice. We've got three big monitors in front of us, and I can I I can read the comments and stuff on the one over here. Lance can read them over there. But the thing is, the more the more we move forward, and the, and the more we evolve. It's like I used to have protocol to make sure everything was going to sound good on the show. And then you get some new equipment and then there's like a new platform you're going through. And before you know it, it's like now nah, there's another five or six steps. And mm. sometimes we do just go like, we just totally forget. And I'm like, well, yeah. what's going on? Um, yeah, but I think that's part of the journey, you know, because, you know, I, what, by the way, I have coined what us guys are. It's NOM, N-O-M, New Organic Media. Right. Yeah. We're, we're, and he, I'm... I'm and when you're when you're breaking through barriers uh, as a uh, um, in nom in new organic media, part of the journey, I think, is the progression. It's starting off rusty, clunky, learning your way as you go, um, and then slowly refining. And you know, and and one, one of our stream what you're doing. One of our affiliates, we call him Godvaj on the show, but he's <laughs> it's it's God Vlamast. He's, a, he's on YouTube. Shout out to Wim. Um, it's the same for him. He Absolutely. started out and he, in his first video, he says that, you know, I'm not very good at um, all this technical graphic stuff. And you, you can see his progression as it goes along. His and on the, audio was, the audio was terrible. It was all over yeah, the place. Yeah. And he makes all of his own graphics in these, in these, um, you know, sort of 20 minutes of 50 minute, very, 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 um, what's the word? Uh, visionary re- uh, stuff that he's put out. He makes all the sound and all the graphics. And, you know, it started off, you know, quite clunky, and now it's like I think every time I watch it, it's like a masterpiece. Yeah, it's got banging production level. Yeah, I mean, so, what, what's amazing over the last say 10, 15 years is the barrier to entry has dropped so low oh, that idiots like us <laughs> can <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> fairly cheaply, mm. you know, get set up and do live broadcasts, and you can buy the equipment, a lot of the software you can get, 
is open source and you can just watch a few YouTube tutorials and then pick the rest up as you go along and develop like that. I guess that's where the organic comes in, does it? Because you sort of... Yeah, sort of and, is... and the good thing is because this is happening, there is now like technology that's coming in at every level for every pocket and it's designed specifically for streamers, podcasters, YouTubers, mm. you know, um content creators and content any creators, yeah. um you know even even I, I noticed it when i was when i used to st- i started doing the video editing before we really went live i was editing my own music videos and stuff and i was actually using a mobile phone and what i realized was because so many people were using mobile phones to such good effect to make videos they were starting to make all of this technology around it like the phone gimbals some of those um, phone gimbals were like 250 pounds they're very very high tech yeah. you can make brilliant videos on them so you know, people people have um, you know, people that make the garbage content, they can get hundreds of thousands of subscribers just by talking into their phone without even an external mic. You know, us guys, we've you know, we've we've got the kit, we've we've got the mixing desk, and we're trying to, you know, make it like you know, we're trying to do it properly. And I must say, hats off to you guys. I think you've got the second best looking podcast on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Praise but indeed. you do, but you do have the best beards. <laughs> I, I, I didn't I didn't I didn't cut mine in 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 honor um all week. Um so it's got a little bit of length on it because you know normally I it's it's mine's a little bit short, but yeah, you two guys smash it with the beards. Uh, good effort, respect. man. <laughs> M- much appreciated. Mm. And I'm I'm a relatively new adopter of, of the facial hair. Yeah, you're mine, a newbie. It was lockdown, yeah, lockdown beard. Mm. It was really uh, yeah, well it was the you, you know the Movember thing in November where you you meant to stop shaving for charity mm. or something. Yeah, I just stopped altogether, and uh, the November of 2020. Yeah, mm. and uh, I got through because, like, I was virtually not seeing anyone because everyone was, you know, you got through the staying the patchy, at home. Yeah, I got through that awkward patchy phase. stage. Yeah. You know, Before staying you... at home to save lives. Yeah, yeah, and grow a beard. <laughs> I think mm. my awkward patchy stage was 2002. Maybe. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people in 2020 sort of lot sort of broke away from the chains of what they were expected to do before and started to think, nah, fuck that, I'll do something different. Yeah, it's changed massively. Don't care. Absolutely. Yeah, I, 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 I say it all the time now, and people do raise their eyebrow. I think it's the best thing that's ever happened. That's such I, a weird, com- weird comment for some people. Don't really care. I really do think it's one of the best things that's ever happened. I had a great lockdown. I really, mean- really good. I remember we were talking to a guest recently, and I think it was um, when we were talking about the Himalayan Brotherhood, Tim Wyatt, I think it was, a couple of weeks, three weeks ago. And I think I remember saying something about it gave people sort of headspace, that initial It changed everyone. Yeah. And I guess it's down to the individual how you take that opportunity. You know, I mean... For some people, it would have been sort of <laughs> cycling down despair. It would have mm. been horrific. Mm. Yeah. And for other people, it was an opportunity to get off that mouse wheel and get some some thinking time yeah. and sort of reassess, you know, what you're going to do with your life if you're halfway through like us lot. Well, there's a lot of stuff in the paper recently about um, people in the 50s who re- basically retired during the lockdown and you want them to get back into the workforce. But... Mm. They've seen the light, haven't they, essentially? And like you said, they've got off the hamster wheel um, and they're probably doing something that they actually enjoy for maybe the first time in their lives or in, in their adult lives, you know. Found a new meaning, a new purpose because that of that window of opportunity that was presented. Yeah. And I do think it was a massive opportunity. 
Um, and, you know, and, and okay, yeah, some people perished. Some people didn't take the opportunity and, and they wallowed in in the uh, the weaponized fear and misery that was being sprayed at everyone from the Gatling gun of... of uh, from the Soviet <laughs> Union. The Soviet Union's minions, <laughs> you know? Um, we we felt all that as well, but the difference was we were able to recatalyze it and to, and to, and to make ourselves stronger. You alchemized um, it. Yeah. Because yeah, that's, that's real alchemy. Yeah, yeah, it's like spiritual alchemy in a sense, isn't it? You're taking sort of these vibrations coming in you that might be negative from uh, if you're looking from outside, but that you have an opportunity then to take that energy and trans- transmute it into something positive, which mm. is obviously what you're doing. Anyone who got who watches your live streams on a Friday and goes to the comment and watches the live chat, you're seeing all these same people coming back week after week. It's like a, it's a community. Yeah, yeah, the virus above family is um is it's a powerful thing now. Um, you know, and and, it, and it's powerful. It is, it we, is a powerful. We thing. we have we have relationships that have been formed in that live chat, and these people are now living with each other. We've got people that travel up and down the country. Yeah, yeah, for real. We've got yeah. people that travel up and down the country. You're like Silver Black. <laughs> <laughs> have we had the first Rise Above wedding yet? <laughs> uh, not quite, no, not quite. Do you know what I mean? Uh, we, have, we have artists come from all over the country. We had Inspector Veg. Shout out to Inspector Veg. Uh, we had him in the studio a couple of weeks ago, and he came down from Ipswich. I think what it is, because we've, we've, we've carved this little Friday night spot for ourselves, now... We, we are bringing a lot of people together and what we really want to do and what we want to be is not only the Friday night show, but also sort of the glue that holds everyone together because we, we have a lot of people that come in on the show that have got like um, like physical solutions and they're doing things, whether it's, you know, growing vegetables, small holdings, teaching kids off grid, you know, and we're trying to bring all that together. And that's what I'm not going to say too much because we've got to present it next week, but that's what we were going to be presenting yeah. Um Last night, myself and Andy PG was. It's called was, Raw Agenda 2033. So, 10 year plan. So, you know, like Agenda 2030, yeah? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know, with yeah. the 17, yeah. 17 sustainable development goals. Well, you know, those lot are famous for taking something and reshwabbing it together and inverting it and then using it against you, right? So, I thought I would take their thing and I think, okay. Um, and we've got a 10 year plan. Yep. About how we do want to. You know, not just be this Friday night entertainment show, but also, you know, take things off the screen. We're already doing it with the events, um, but we've got a lot more in the pipeline and a lot more planned. And it's and it is really that's, that's all we'll say for yeah. tonight. I think about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, he's already stopping yeah, me because <laughs> I just want to tell everyone about it. But I know I can't. I'll so see. yeah, um, yeah, it's it, it's it's really palpable because we wanted to create that space um, where it was okay to comment on what was going on and not have to hold your tongue because we certainly didn't hold our tongue when we started doing the live show and you know the live show with us when we first started it's very different to what it is now 100 yeah 100 we started off with basically just um reporting on clown world well yeah i mean we started off with just a webcam and obviously it was all the all the the statistics that now you just can't talk about because you're going to get strikes hit left right and center then we started reporting on clown world heavily and you know ripping it to pieces every week we went for a stage for over a year with not really even having a guest. No, we did. Start. We sort of did special shows that we did. We did like a show on Antarctica and a show on some others. You know, we did. We did loads of stuff. But the thing was, course. there was so much content being thrown at us week in, week out. And um, with all the the memeticians that we had, at one point we had twelve um, meme artists. <laughs> 
or memeticists as I call them, and they were working for us every day. And my my inbox was just pure fire because obviously they wanted their memes to get seen. So everyone was coming to me with these memes, and um, it was it was it was quite magic because you know we would get to a point where we'd say something on the show. And in the next couple of days, it would appear in the inbox and the concept or the joke that we come up with would now be this meme that everyone's sharing around. But then it starts happening in real time. Wow. And we get them in the inbox while the show's happening. We were getting memes sent to us. We'd be talking about a subject in the studio. Maybe. Sort of 20, 30 minutes later, I'd get an email and we'd look at it and someone, someone sent us a meme about what we'd been talking about. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, they literally sat there, you know, ready to screenshot and they've got the editing thing up here. And it's like, that's quite special, you know? So... That 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 drives us a lot. It drives us a lot. The interaction um, and the community and, and and the interaction that we have with the community, you know, the messages and the emails I get all the time. And I do read every single one, even if I don't get to reply to them. I do read them all. Um, and it is quite special, you know. We've had we've had people on well over a dozen occasions literally tell us that if it wasn't for our show, they they might not still be here through 2020 uh, especially through late 2020 and early 2021 yeah when the covid union was it was when it was the when first it was in, winter when, in the covid yeah, union the, the first the first covid winter because what we've got to remember guys yeah we i don't know about you lot but we might be in a very privileged position to have a group of friends a family member someone at work or even a strong friend circle that that isn't in clown world that that, that you can talk to and you can look at clown world from a from a, an exterior director's box point of view but imagine having our insight and having no one, no one in your friends or family group that can see Clan World. They are fully immersed in it. And not only that, they're ostracizing you mm -hmm. because you're pointing out Clan World. You know, we also do the customer services show for exactly this reason. And we try to do them once a month because we think it's really, really, really important to be able to provide that opportunity for people to call in and literally get this shit off their chest. And some of the stuff we heard, you know, not being invited to Christmas, literally spending Christmas alone. Um, we've had people with special needs call in and tell us how they were basically um, targeted and, and um, sort of groomed to be, um, what was it? It was to basically be, to groom the other people in their, in their care groups to get the Britney Spears and stuff like that because they were um, cognitively much more aware and much more capable. So they were on this grooming program to be a, um, a Britney partner where they take wow. them to the centres. Yep. That's yeah. And dark. because this person watched our show, right, and they were, getting, they were getting groomed to be one of these people that took the other people with special needs to the injection centre and um, they were getting all types of hassle because you they know, obviously this, weren't going to do it. Um, they called those yeah. people community champions. That was it, community and, champions. Yeah, yeah and yeah. If people from ethnic minorities um, were targeted, you know, to be, to be a, heard a, lot. a trusted member of the community to come forth and uh, spread the, the word I've had, of, the, I've, of the magic. I've had, um, I've had a mother with a special needs child that was in a, in a hospital that was about to have an, uh, um, a syringe that contained medazolam. Ooh. Like, like, on, yeah, she left, you know, on the phone to me and stuff like that. We've had all types of, um, all types of stories come into the show. All types you of people crazy. all over the world as well. Yeah, we, we have a big following in Australia, so those guys watch us on Saturday morning, like with their mm. cornflakes or, <laughs> and um, and their bacon and stuff, whatever those guys eat over there for breakfast. Well, yeah, I was listening to the. I think it was the last customer services where the chap, a chap from Australia, rang in, and you could hear like these. Um, 
tropical birds singing in the background. Yeah, it, it was like, really yeah. loud, right? Yeah. That's right? And the funny thing was, the funniest thing was, we've got a couple of proper crazy trolls. But they love us, really, because they tune in every week. <laughs> they watch every week, yeah. And they were, go, they were accusing us that, that, nah, they've got a guy in another room and he's got whistles and he's making fake <laughs> bird noises. And I'm like, really? Uh-huh. You really think we would go to that And they've just kind of got, got some dude with an Australian accent in, there, in the <laughs> yeah. studio somewhere, or next, in the room next door. Yeah, the, all these calls are scripted. They're actors. They've got actors calling in. Yeah. Uh, we've been you... called like we've been called shills and you know last we called a freemason me too yeah i'm i'm, yeah. I'm a freemason as well apparently Mossad. i've been called a new age pagan i'm actively speak out against the new age movement as well but you know obviously. my surname's murdoch as well so like you know rupert are you related to rupert <laughs> <laughs> It's like yeah, you, we, we follow that. We follow the paper trail. It goes directly to Murdoch's bank account. Do you put <laughs> any Murdoch. of your stuff on Bitshoot? Because that's where the really juicy comments <laughs> come in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, basically the stuff that got me banned. Um, oh, I made this one. I made this one. In this is before we started going live, right? I made a, a series of videos back in the heyday of the Soviet Union, and it was called Soviet 1984. I think I got to part 14. Part five was the Serco speech, which is sort of like the, the biggest thing I've ever done that went viral that got me arrested and the Serco um, research. But about episode 12 was when the um, the stuff about AIDS and the HIV and the connection with the Soviet Union was all of that information was coming out. And basically, I made this video and it was it was purely information from mainstream science papers that I just put on the screen. And I was just putting two and two together. And it was that Professor Luc Montagnier, yeah, the that's... Nobel guy that died, Nobel Peace, Peace Partner. Um, that got that got me banned. I think that was part of the reason the first channel got taken down. That one's up on BitChute. Some of the early we've ones... had We've had both our social medias taken down yeah, yeah, simultaneously the same day. Um, but also, I did one where I was hassling the COVID, uh, COVID wardens. Sorry, COVID weasels. The weasels. Yeah, 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 yeah. those uh, those street weasels. You know when you know like in the early days when all the shops were closed. Lance used it, to go skating in in uh, down Pool Key and places like that. Basically, was... like they, they, if anyone was brave enough to keep their shop open, these little weasels in like high visibility the tabards. You know the ones I'm talking about. Well. Back in the day, I was a bit militant about stuff like that. And I was like, well, if no one else is going to stop them, I'm sure as hell going to do it. So I just like, um, I didn't always have my skates on, but sometimes just dressed all in black with the GoPro. Um, and I was just like right in their face. I was like, what are you guys doing? They're like, you can't film me. I was like, I definitely can. And you're not going to be able to stop me. They're like, please stop filming. I was like, no. And because I'm very good at just doing the NO. You know, about this power of no, nothing comes after it. Just no. I was like, no. And they're like, and these videos were really good. They they reported them for um oh, what was it, bullying and harassment or something like that. <laughs> but, but they were harassing my mates. I had I had three shop owners that I'd interviewed a cafe owner, um, Chris from Happy Buddha in Pool that was selling yeah, right. crystal. They were literally bullying them, slapping these ludicrous fines on them just for them opening their store. And Chris was actually selling medicinal products. You know, if you if you're a herbalist and, and you're into natural healing and stuff, that's a chemist. To you, what his shop was with all the goods he had in there, but because it's not big pharma chemist, yeah, exactly, it's not recognised. Yeah, you can't patent it. That's the big. Problem. So all I was doing was I was sticking up for the local merchants who were who had the the balls to to trade through the Soviet Union and just protecting them from these like tabard weasels, basically. <laughs> but yeah, those videos got taken down, so you can find them on Bitshoot as well. 
Do you remember those pictures of those guys who had like they had something on the shoulder and they had a <laughs> giant screen? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> TV screen walking around like a fucking yeah. And it, and it was like a, 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 walking media. But the thing is, like on the screen, it was always just like a picture, like hands, face, space, like one of the <laughs> you know standard Soviet slogans, you know. Yeah. And I was just thinking, like the the you know they had the 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 shoulders over the, the harness over the shoulders. Like someone has designed that. That's new because we haven't had that before. <laughs> no one's ever seen that before. That's a brand new thing. Someone's designed that. They've paid to have it machined. Talking hundreds of thousands of pounds just for some weasel. To yeah, walk it's around. all been ready to go. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. just been ready to it's go. Probably blue and yellow as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> just well, just... well <laughs> there was no shortage of money sloshing around well, back in those say. days. You know, look at the test no. and trace. What was that? Forty billion quid. Is it Thirty oh, billion. Thirty-three billion. Yeah. Thirty-three billion. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. A year. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I worked out that um, the the advertising budget for the Soviet Union in one season was higher than the brand new Star Wars movie that year because it was three hundred. I believe it was three hundred and twenty-two million. Yeah, we covered three, it. Two, two. Uh, three, two, two. There was a that point, was the advertising. There was a point where the largest um, buyer of advertising was um, Her Majesty's government, and the mm. second place or third place highest spender was Public Health England. Uh, oh, during that P period, PHE. Yeah, they they soon got disbanded. Didn't oh, they? They yeah. got, is it the Health Security Agency now? Is that what it's UK called? Health Security Agency. <laughs> oh, you that see what they did there. So yeah. it, before it was Public Health England. <laughs> so it, you know, it doesn't sound bad enough. Nah. Well, that, they're totally corrupt. They fucking they they ripped off like thirty three billion for test and trace. I'll tell you what. We'll come with what was it? Health Security England. So now they've they've managed to swab in security with health. Do you see what they've done there? That's a clever move. That's an ID twenty twenty move. That is. Now you've not just got health; you've got security and health, all in one fell swoop. Yeah, you can see where that's going. Well, I don't. I mean, I remember watching uh, our, our friend Tony B. Liar at the WEF, uh, oh. the last WEF at Davos, and he he was really pushing hard for these ID cards. But it's really, like we mentioned really on the to... podcast, he he was pushing for ID cards when 20, he was prime minister. Yeah, twenty years ago, true. more and wasn't it? Yeah. It was a big thing that wasn't it, and it got kiboshed. Yeah, David Blunkett was Home Secretary at the time, mm. and he and he, he just and Tony testing Blair. the water back then. Mm. Well, just the dip it, just testing the water. Mm. The technology wasn't there. I look look how far we've come in twenty years when it comes to smartphones and mm. QR codes and uh, all the rest of it, microchips. Yeah, it's interesting you said that, right? Because. When when all this kicked off in 2020, um, I had just come back into the country from Asia, um, and all this happened. And I I I had already clocked before it got properly announced. I saw some videos in Thailand, and I was like, "This is going to be the event that tips the world economy." I was already sure. Um, and I got back, and you know, people were uh, sort of asking, "What do you think this is going to be?" Uh, what what is it? Why haven't you posted about it? And I was like, um, no, let me let me um, let me have a few more days to look at the look at the stats because I'm not really sure if um, if there's some sort of like super dangerous Chinese bioweapon or this is total bullshit or not. So I was sort of like, let me have a little think for a couple of days. And uh, yeah, I think I finally posted something like, whatever's going to go on the the uh, the financial fallout and the. Uh, societal fallout will probably be much much more dangerous than whatever they they say this is but um yeah early on i think uh that's that's where i was and was that what pushed you because because you started up rise above 
sort of coincidentally, co- not coincidentally, but at the same time. So was that was that sort of the catalyst for you starting with your streams? Well, we had already we were already doing our Facebook group and heavily posting yeah, in, right. in late 2019, weren't we? Yeah. Because I messaged Lance because I was what was the group I, called? I, I cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. Yeah, I messaged Lance back in um, 2020 at the start when this all started, and um, when you were warning about taking money out of the bank and stuff like I that. I was going on about the about the global financial reset yeah. in late 2019. And, yeah. I, and I was saving for a mortgage at the time, so I asked Lance about it, and that's what that's when we started chatting. This is why I just started this story because I went on a bit of a tangent there. Yeah? All of the stuff that I'd researched prior to this was super relevant. I'd obviously been looking at Gavi, at Bill Gates, and all these other things. That, well, that's do, that's uh, Doctor um, Bill Gates. Doctor Bill Gates. We call him Health Chancellor Gates. Yeah. I've been <laughs> health, the UN, <laughs> health, health Chancellor Gates. Yeah. yeah, I've been looking at the UN and the um, Agenda Twenty One, Codex Illuminatoris, all of these globalist plans. Right. So when this happened. I knew what the score was and I knew what was going to happen. But one thing that had completely slipped under my radar in all of my research for the whole 20 years before was that ID 2020 thing. That ID 2020 board that literally linked it all together with Microsoft, Gavi, the Rockefeller Foundation, Big Pharma, MasterCard, Big Pharma, Accenture, all of these tech companies. Because when I looked at it, I was like, holy shit. All, this all is headed like... up by Serco. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is the absolute icing on the cake. This means that everything which I, I previously was was basically coming up with in my head well, from what I was reading, it's definitely true. Look, this proves it, what they're going to do. Um, but I was super surprised that I hadn't heard of it before. Um, and I and I hadn't really heard of Event 201 until after it happened. No, nor did I. No, so those two, yeah, so the same for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of yeah. those key... Um, parts of the Covid rollout totally went under our radar, and we were looking at that stuff at the time. We were, oh, you know, yeah, we were looking at everything. We had because what it was, I think, about halfway through 2019, when all that Q stuff was happening, and a lot of people were uh, waking up to you know the, the world of the rabbit hole. I was quite, um, I was getting quite successful in combat sports, and I was on BT Sport, and, and I was doing international level MMA, so yeah. I had to watch about. I was posting about controversial stuff, but I wasn't going fully crazy. Like, you know, <laughs> the occult stuff and the Satanism and that kind of thing. And then I got a flavor that, you know, there's something's going to happen. We're on the cusp of a big event. And I and I made a post, something like, guys, everyone has a feeling um, that, that something's going to happen and, that, and there's a lot of information here. Put your hand in the air, give me a like, give me a hashtag or something if you want me to open up the rabbit hole and go in because I have some stuff. And the 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 response was like quite quite a lot. It was quite a lot of people. Um, yes, and, and they'd come from out of the woodwork. They'd never commented on any of my stuff before. That yeah, what's going on? So I started like just releasing stuff about like you know what we, we were talking about. Just the general your meat and potatoes sort of like yeah, of glo- global global uh, conspiracy stuff. You know, yeah, a bit of human trafficking, a bit of like project and, blue beam, and, the, and and this is actually before um, Epstein was arrested. Yeah, that's right. We we did this about a month before Epstein arrested, and um and and once when he first got arrested, I made a post. I was like, that man will not make, we will not survive the weekend. And then the next morning, he was dead, and that, and then there was a load more eyes on us. And that's when did we get our Facebook taken down before the COVID union or after? It was after. It was after. 
because there was a lot of like Trump stuff on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Done for, but yeah. Nah, the, the... Let's be honest, Donald Trump, whether you like him or not, it's irrelevant. I mean, he he did help people see see some shit that was going on. He, he has some Anokian qualities about yeah, him. Like yeah. he's a great, a great player in this in this in this like pantomime. A great character. Don't get me wrong. I'm not you know. I don't think he's any sort of saviour, but I thought he was a great character. It was definitely yeah. super entertaining. And he did he did help some people, like, you know, go down the rabbit hole with some stuff, well, didn't what he? did that Marina Abramovich say, right? There's this very weird interview with Marina Abramovich, and she's talking about when she spent time with these um, North Pole witches near Iceland or somewhere like that, or, or I can't remember. On the Arctic Circle. On the Arctic somewhere. Circle. And they had this dream time where they basically consumed a superhero dose of, like, mushrooms. Really? And they pass out for like two days. And when they come round, they tell about the visions. And the visions that these shamans had that they told Marina Abramovich was Donald Trump is a high level wizard <laughs> and he's here to and he's here to wake up the world. Now, Marina Abramovich is relaying this message to the kind of people that listen to Marina Abramovich. They're a bunch of like left wing Hollywood Satanists, right? <laughs> so you can imagine what they think of her saying this about Donald Trump. And the audience was like, oh, oh. I'd, I'd love to have the clip up and then show you guys. It's a couple of years since I've seen it. Because you think, you think, you've like, seen it, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You think he was so hated in the media. Literally every single media station was going after him. Yeah. All newspapers, everything. He revealed so much that he was going, yeah, so this, you is, think this is corrupt. He must have been doing some good. If, yeah. if, and going against what whoever is in control of all the media, because they don't like that shit. Well, you know, it's obviously a Punch and Judy dynamic, isn't it? I think he's You great. know, the media is the crocodile, and then you've got, like, Punch and Judy, and, like, one of them is helping the crocodile, and the other one's getting eaten by it, and Trump was the one that was... The crocodile was after it. Yeah. You know, he was saying, nah, this crocodile's a fucking puppet, do you know what I mean? It's kind of a paradox, Trump, because he's so um, divisive, a figure. He, he, mm. he is he's such an easy target, and the way... The, the the media in the states went after him and over here to a lesser mm. degree. It really did sort of. Um, <laughs> it just it, it it exposed just how partisan the media is. I think yeah, to yeah. A, to a greater degree. So this and than this, any previous this, this carries over into the stuff that's going on with the Ukraine, the war in Ukraine, isn't it? Because you think all the media, all the newspapers and stuff, they're slanting Putin. Yeah, literally. So maybe that dude's doing some good. And I do know that Putin is like, he promotes the nuclear family, doesn't he? He's not any of this left-wing fucking transgender children at school and all of that. He's, he's not into all that. No, he doesn't no, want no. Russia to come out. He's banned the rainbow, hasn't he? Yeah, exactly. He's banned the rainbow and, you know, the alphabet mafia, we call it here on the show. And so you think, and all the media is slating him. So maybe he's doing something similar to what Donald Trump was doing. In his own way. <laughs> the problem with that whole situation is we get no useful information and you can't no. trust any of it. Uh, we just see Zelensky uh, meeting, was it Adam Sandler? All I know Adam, is Adam I know Sandler. Know. Yeah, he met Adam Sandler. Oh, the, my favourite was when he got the Oscar. We played that clip, oh, didn't we? When he got yeah, the doing Oscar. stuff like that. Like Sean he's Penn. there Sean under Penn. attack and his country at war. The Golden Penis Award. He's got yeah. time to go and pick up an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, we're so insulated. Um, you know, assuming that you don't listen to channels like ours, if you just stick to the mainstream, you're very insulated in what sort of perspectives you're served by the media. Oh, mate, it's, it's pure mind control. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's when you look at the sort of coalition of powers 
involved in the situation in, in Eastern Europe right now. You've got Western Europe, the United States, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Japan on one side. Like, um, the rest of the world's fucking neutral. Like, yeah. Africa, Asia, they're not, they're not taking sides. They're not sending aid. They're not sending jets or bombs or missiles or anything. They're completely neutral. And they're buying oil from Mr. Putin as well. But we don't hear that. We, we, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good point. You've got to remember about India and China, you know, the, the two most populous countries on the planet, essentially are both supporting Russia, aren't they? Through yeah. buying the oil. By, well, yeah, buying the oil, yeah. He was quite yeah. happy, wasn't he, the uh, Prime Minister of India, to get some cheap oil from Russia. Well, Putin was very happy because the price of oil went up, <laughs> didn't it? And that's his number one export. <clears throat> yeah. You know, who, who's playing who here? Well, that and that that insulates him, doesn't he, from all of these, um, whatever they're called. Um... I mean, I personally think this war in Ukraine is just something to, is to use as an excuse to... Uh, to higher the prices for everything, like the, the, this cost of living crisis that we isn't it because because of the bio lab baby farms there, comrade? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard I've heard some pretty crazy stuff that like that this thing in Ukraine is 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 multi. It's, it's like a, it's a hub for the. I mean, I don't underworld. I don't I don't know how much I'm really allowed to talk about on your show, but I can use code words, I suppose. Um, do you know about KZ? The the there's a mafia called the that starts with a K. The, yes. ca- the Kazaria mafia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you if you subscribe to that theory, that there is this um this bloodline that likes to Im- uh, become imposters and pose as many other people and, and infiltrate. Well, if you follow that back, the the, the homeland of, of Kazaria, right? It, right. So the the word Caucasian, right? The Caucasus Mountains, the, on the steps of the Caucasus Mountains. This is where. Ukraine is so there is there is this this growing feeling that this could be something about creating a new homeland a new holy land it has echoes of um you know another project in the world which is very controversial um and if you look at the the what's that it's called the tra- the trident the 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 tr- uh, trident it's like a trident but it's it's spelled different the the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the the symbol of of ukraine that they're using is the same as the as the kazarian empire so there's something going on here extra there's a whole extra subtext um that's going on as well as obviously like a power struggle a border struggle the whole thing about you know the russian the ethnically russian people all, in, in all, all you're told if you subscribe to the clown world media is that Putin's invading in Putin's invading the UK. reason for everything. It. It's Putin yeah. and Brexit are the two yeah, leading reasons, yeah. reasons for everything bad in clown world. That's whether it. it's no tomatoes on the shelf, whether it's petrol at £2 a litre. All that, of it. It's just know. Putin. So you think he's getting slated in the same way Donald Trump did. So I'm just saying he might, you know, he might not be doing all bad. They just Hitlerizing him. And the, the, the funny thing is, Putin didn't he is Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> Yeah. When he when he first invaded Ukraine, didn't they they strike a load of bi- uh, U.S. nuclear bio facilities or some shit like that, where they would you know, had pathogens and all that kind of stuff like research? Well, there's the other thing that the 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 Ukraine has a huge problem with um, human trafficking, and it's the reason why it has a um, a really big booming trade in in surrogacy and in, in orphans. Believe it or not, yeah. Um, 
allegedly Dave was saying some pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, about he was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Michael! But it's, it's no, I don't even repeat what he was saying. Um, it, but it's yeah, well but known it's a, that Ukraine was the most corrupt country in Europe before, before this started. And, uh, I mean, I sort of come from it at a different angle. My, I'm sort of looking at the more military-industrial complex kind of yeah. vibe okay. in that all this, all these aid deals that the US is behind, you know, they're, they're saying they're donating their old F-16s so that they can pay Lockheed Martin for the new F-22s, and that, that's the contract, that's the deal. They've got quotas, comrade. They've got the quotas to fulfil. They, yeah. they, they have to get that hardware off so it can be slaughtering people in somewhere else. You know, it's had its primary use. Let's get the secondary users. And then it'll be, after that, it'll probably go to Africa or something like that once it, it, can, if, if it it survives Ukraine. And Some you, fucking warlord will have it. <laughs> you can guarantee that most of these aid projects will be loans and that Ukraine will be on the hook yeah. to the United States forever. That's how they've always done it. It's how they took over Central America and South America, generally through the World Bank, but with large development contracts. And we haven't even got to the rebuilding process yet. You know, once once the fighting's over and then these massive infrastructure contracts start getting handed out. And I wonder who will be at the top of the list well, Black, for rebuilding Black Ukraine. Is it BlackRock? Yeah, it'll be BlackRock, Black Rock, State Street, Halliburton, all the usual yeah. fucking suspects who, who, who made a killing. Oh, God, that's a bad choice of phrase. <laughs> but rebuilding Iraq. It's yeah. the same play. We re- rebuilding worlds. It's a, what's that um, in aliens? Is it the Wayland Corporation? Yeah, yeah. We right. rebuild worlds. It's like we'll destroy your whole fucking planet and then we'll rebuild it again <laughs> with it's a thirty three percent profit and yeah. a microchip. And you'll thank <laughs> and you'll thank us for it as well. Yeah, and yeah. you'll be happy. Yeah, and you'll own none you'll of it. Own we'll own <laughs> <laughs> Interplanetary Lord Schwabin, Schwabin it right up. Oh dear. Um, just to get as above, so below, though, isn't it? It's like that, you know. What go, what's going on down here in, in peasant world? It's like, yeah, that's probably going I always think the, it's, it's the same play every time. They're not creative, are they? It's the no. same shit they do. But the only thing that changes is the technology over, over time. Do you know what I mean? They, the efficiency as well. Yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah because of the technology. Yeah. You think they got AI now? Like we were talking last week, weren't we? When we went off, off show that we, we get the peasant AI. Like to do oh, the yeah. artwork and stuff like that, and there's you know. It's, I was uh, loving the chat GPT. So, it's like, come on, what you think? So you, well, you think, think they, you think they've just got this? Oh right, this has just been created. So you think what <laughs> we'll they release got. it for thirty pound a month, twenty nine ninety nine to all the peasants, and they can talk to it all day. <laughs> it's like really, come on. And then their AI, what that you know, what they can do with it. Is... Shit has been probably been running the show for twenty years yeah. at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. How far? How far ahead do you think? Like the. Uh... NSA or whatever it is, when it or, or MI6 or uh, what's what what do we call it? GCHQ yeah. is the one over here. It's like you wonder you have, you have to sort of. It's quite tempting to speculate just how far ahead they are in the sort of black ox realm when it comes to technology compared to what's like the general consumer based yeah. products. I guess it's the old, the old adage. It's like you know, high technology is like in, actually indistinguishable from magic. magic. So like if um you know. If you if, if if an alien came down and and they had a form of technology that was so far out of our comprehension, it would basically seem like magic. Mm. Um, you know, if you went back in the, if you went back in time, in a time machine, you took your smartphone with you, all the peasants back in the, 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 the black magic box, 
what is that? You've got black magic box in your pocket. You know, it's it's so. You know, we've we've sort of thought, well, this ain't that you're not going to stop this from happening. You know, unless you actually go and form an Amish community or a Ramish community. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Slip that in. But the thing is, like, um, okay, if uh, if the AI is uh, is is if you're allowing the smart technology to make you stupid, then that's obviously not good because we can all see that if you're using like a smartphone with a built-in map, that then after a while, without um, you know, again, turn left, turn right, your map skills start to dwindle. Sure. And that goes across the spectrum. Same as like a calculator and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But if you're using the AI to do things that enable you to then do extra things on top that you weren't able to do before. So if you can do task one, what normally take you 30 minutes, task number one, if you can do that in 30 seconds with AI, in the other 29 and a half minutes, you can do task two, three, and four. Yeah. So I that's the way that I look at it. That's that's uh, funny that because in our quick plug for the newsletter in our last newsletter that came out at the beginning of this month I wrote a piece about Chat GTP totally on this this subject area that that if we rely on these tools which are a utilitarian wet dream that you know that it's so great for productivity you can get so many tasks done so mm. easily and quickly without any effort um, you risk atrophying our creative abilities when it comes to expressing ourselves like art music you guys know you do music or lyrics all the rest of it they're like muscles that you've got to you've got to exercise use it or lose it and if we become so dependent on ai for things like art or music or writing um an essay or whatever you're gonna go you're gonna go dumb you're gonna lose those abilities the only thing you'll need to be able to do is how to work chat gtp is the irony that you you got ChatGPT to write the article for the newsletter? Well, again, I address that in the I address that in the article. I mean, we've been we've been playing around with the AI art, haven't we? I can't lie, Phil. Right, since basically I started really getting into this AI art on the run ups of the event, and on, in the event I have to design a lot of art for the promotion, I haven't picked up my my you know I draw on my tablet. I have not picked up that stencil that um, the the stylus. Sorry since i've been using mid-journey but i've managed to in the time that it would have taken me to draw draw two or three images i've i've done the whole thing yeah and then i've done other stuff so you're absolutely right it's probably a balance because you know if you don't keep your tool sharp they go blunt yeah you know it's really that simple expediency is great but like i said um i could have used chat gcp to write the article and how would have I felt afterwards? Would I have any sense of um, accomplishment? Would I feel that I developed artistically? Would I feel like it was worthwhile? No, it, it just would have been another task chalked off the list. And that's something that's unique about us as humans, that we, mm. we were creative species. We like taking something and making something else out of it, whether it's music yep. or art. Cooking I used in the... In, as an example in the art, article, you know, you can people can be create can exercise their creativity through cooking. I bet Chat GPT could come up with like a wicked recipe if you told it basically what you wanted. Yeah, yeah, I bet it could. Well, Jordan Jordan Peterson was saying the other day, and I know people like don't like Jordan Peterson. He's good to a certain extent, but you got to leave him where you leave him. He was talking about it right. 
And he said something like he asked it to oh, evaluate two like really sort of quite complex um, theological you know, subjects and 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 do the, and, and and write this essay. And he said he wrote this essay in three seconds, and the essay was good, um, and the essay would have scored well if he was marking it. Yeah, and wow. and, it, and, it, and he did it in three seconds. Um, so I mean, for me, I think the the line I would draw, I can't imagine ever even wanting or attempting to use AI to write lyrics, because for me that would completely negate the the purpose mm. of doing it. Yeah, you, you know, your your personality is infused in what you create, yeah. uh, and once you once you subcontract that out to an algorithm, then it's not you anymore. No, and no, it, it's that simple. Yeah. I'm totally with you because we're musicians as well. And mm-hmm. like, um, sort of, I've not, well, our band ex- exploded with the pandemic, didn't it? Because, it did. you know, <laughs> bands weren't allowed anymore. Um, so that was sort of part of my creative outlet that disappeared with the pandemic. And I haven't picked it back up since because you go through phases, don't you? And, uh, you know, if you, uh, you just want to move on, try something new. So that's what I did. But anyway, I wanted to ask you because. Because we're kindred spirits in a way, Lance and Andy, in that you guys are into the esoteric and the occult and research, I always want to know how people get into it in the first place. What's the entry point? So for me, it was, I used to be a chef years ago and I didn't used to finish work till sort of 11, sometimes 12 o'clock at night. And it was, that was the time where, do you know what I mean? A lot of people used to go to the pub in the evening, but it had shut at 11, sort of kicking out time was 20 past 11. So I often just used to go home, have a couple of beers with my mate, we'd have, like roll a couple of joints, and then we'd just start researching. And it was 9-11 that started it off for me. Right. So that then I started researching, <clears throat> you know, sort of darker stuff and some black magic. <laughs> I read a lot of Alistair Crowley's work and stuff like that, and that's it's just evolved from then into... Wow. what it is now did you did you ever practice Sunday? no 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 none of that no no we were just researching and yeah you know we then it got onto like the adrenochrome stuff and you know human trafficking and then you know then linked to all politicians and stuff like that and then it was just a you know what it's like you go down one rabbit hole like we, you know we researched 9 11 and then we ended up on human trafficking and, <laughs> and stuff like that so like once you're in there there's many forks down the rabbit hole to go just yeah to go down. But for me, yeah, the catalyst was nine eleven to start getting into the same alternative for me, research. Same for me. It was a conscious shock. It was a conscious shock for me. It was, I think, it was five or six years after nine eleven when I saw Zeitgeist, and this is really archetypal. So many people of our same age here, group. same here. Yeah, Zeitgeist. right. There you go. Honestly, how old? Are, how old are you guys? Forty. <laughs> <It's>, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're uh, four, four, 30. Yeah, <laughs> I'm 40 in August. I'm 40 in August. Yeah, we're all turning 40 yeah. this year, Lance. We're the, right, we're the okay. same age. So, yeah, we're all we're roughly the same age. And everyone I speak to that's roughly our age, it was zeitgeist. And it's really funny. MC Manic, who's my good friend who comes on the show as well, all before I got into this, we were friends through music, as I was with Andy. Um, and I didn't see Manic for a couple of years. And I went around his house once and uh, sat there and he had this David Icke book on the side. And I was reading the same David Icke book at the time he was reading it. And I was like, oh, my God. He's like, yes. And then three or four (laughs) hours later, and then we were having like a weekly meeting to go through this. Because what happened with me and and with him, 
is we we find these David Icke books where it just gives you every one of these subjects in its, its full entirety, all in one book, absolutely fries your brain. And then you sort of have to go back and reverse engineer all these separate different subjects, go to the, the source material that, 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 you know, Ike went to when he was Jeremy Clarkson and it, he was just pulling it all together um, and then sort of re, re reverse engineer that over a number of years and then put it t- together for yourself. That was the thing for me. And that was, it took at least 10 years. Um, I think then by 2012, that's when I felt a big change because before 2012, if I talked about this stuff, or posted about it in the early days of the social media, it was like you'd have one or two people and everyone else, like, you know, just, you know, just total, you know, mocking you or whatever. After 2012, it's totally different. That's what my perception was. Um, you because I'd heard about the mind calendar before that, and obviously, you know, that didn't happen. But I did feel there was a massive, massive vibrational shift in 2012. Well, you say it didn't happen, you know. There are people who think that that was just the end of the cycle. You know that there was something happened, but it it was misinterpreted that this was going to be an apocalypse or an end times, or the mind calendar is running out. Therefore, the world's going to end. And I remember Joe Rogan doing a live podcast because I used to listen to JRE back then. And uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, the inter- interpretation is different. No, it's, it's it's cyclical. Time is cyclical, and that yeah, it wasn't I, the I, end I, of I, something. I, it was the beginning of something else. Yeah, but I've, I also think there's a lot to suggest that it, the date was wrong in what we were told. And, uh, well, when 2020 happened, I was convinced. The first thing I said is the Mayans were, were eight years early. Uh, in, in a couple of speeches I did that went a little bit viral, um, you know, some people, um, Archaics, who does some excellent research, he's convinced that the um, the end of the cycle is actually 2040, and he, and he sort of shows the, mathematically. The Phoenix event. Yeah, the yeah. Phoenix event. He shows mathematically how the Mayans... Or how the minds have been misinterpreted, for instance. Just and like he is absolutely Sumer- gagging for someone to critique his work from the mainstream, like Graham Hancock or someone like that. He's he's literally begging for someone to go through his research and tell him something different. Mm. But whatever, 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 whether the Mayans were wrong or not, I felt a vibrational shift in 2012, at least in people's perception and their openness to this kind of information. Because I sort of, especially, you know, I, I always take a little bit of a, a macro view of the internet. Sometimes I just stro- scroll through a Facebook and Twitter and just look at what everyone's posting, try to have a little feel, or I used to anyway. Um, and I feel there was a change in 2012. There was a much more of an appetite um, in, in people previously that weren't open to this kind of stuff. Yeah. And you said that the mines might have been eight years too early. Uh, what One of the things that freaked me out in 2020 was that grand conjunction on the winter solstice was it the 22nd or the 23rd of december and i remember being like being on the podcast and and saying like it's the darkest day of the darkest year and we've got this grand conjunction with saturn and jupiter and mars i think it was i think it was a triple one it's like whoa well the covid union is 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 crazy symbolism up there with the saturnian death cult so (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't have doubted that this was planned to to take place in for that event. It's wild. I don't know. I mean, I, we had what was the what was the first COVID union enforcement? Twenty third of the third, wasn't it? It's twenty third of March in twenty twenty. It was. Well, yeah, I think first lockdown. I, yeah, that's I, the, all your threes there. And I predicted. I, I just, well, it wasn't really a prediction to me. It was just obvious. Um, I said it in. I think it was 
September 2020. I, I said, I guarantee we'll go into second national lockdown on the 31st of October. Because I looked and I clocked it was a special moon on... It was, Pan- a, it, was a har- it was a harvest... It was a blood moon. The harvest blood like moon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I, was, I was doing this big... I was stood on a bench in Bournemouth doing this speech and I was like, on the, on the day of this moon. And someone goes and someone goes live. They've just announced it. They got up on their phone because like, Boris has just said he's just announced At it. At 3 p.m. in the uh, afternoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the Saturday as well. He announced yeah. it on Saturday, which is Saturday. Saturday's Day, yeah. 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 yeah, so the thing was, in 2020, I did that tw- <laughs> twice on two separate occasions. I made these two, what I thought were very obvious predictions about when, when the lockdown was going to be lifted and happened, and they both came true. And it all, was you have to do, all you have to do is study the lunar calendar of what yeah. it's doing, and you can see when they're going to make some announcement I or some event. Or... Like, How do you know this? How do you know this? I was like, it's just obvious. Look, they they use it. It's just like you know, pagan rituals. They choose certain <laughs> dates in the calendar that have energy vortices, and you know, this is this is ancient knowledge. It's nothing new. And they're going, no, no, no. But they because um, what was it? The day of freedom was actually the summer solstice. Remember? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah freedom day. Yeah. Which, funny enough, was the day which I was in court for the original <laughs> charges from November the eleventh, the year before, and I was arrested for um, warning people about. Um, the digital immunity passport and all that kind of stuff. And it was really funny because um, on the day, yeah, on Freedom Day was the day when they were sort of like dropping it all. And they were, and just as I was getting um, acquitted and it was just so synchronistic, I just felt like it was, it was kind of like a movie for me um, that year. It was, it was very, very strange. Well, it's, yeah. it's something that we're, none of us are ever going to forget. Oh, That's no. for certain. I mean, it's just burned into the psyche of the entire nation. Yeah. Um, uh, we're, we're rocking up to time, and we haven't talked about Rarquanox yet. Right. Ekranox, almost. Sorry. Right. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I'm, 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 I'm a few Doom bars in at the moment. Sorry. Ekranox. No this, this is part of the community building, isn't it? That you're managing now. Um, how many live events is this now? Is this, the... this is our this is our second meetup. Basically, the first big one we did was on September the 11th. Raw treat. Raw treat. Um, so it's an off-grid camping retreat slash festival, live music, workshops, seminars, woodland survival training, foraging, everything. Um, Teachers. There's there's everything there. But this time we're whittling. doing four Matt, days. Matt is whittling. Good. Yeah, there's whittling. There's there's stool carving. There's shelter building. We have, um, let me just, let me just <laughs> an axe throwing. Not those stools. Yeah. So I'll just reel it off. So we have the UK's finest conscious artists and performers, an artisan marketplace, workshops, seminars, teachers, stand up comedy and poetry, woodland survival training. It's in Southover Woods in Dorset um, from April the 6th to April 10th. People performing and appearing Mark Devlin, um, allegedly Dave, Lucas Lyon, Tommy Coyle. Jay Dart, Marcus Payne. We have Kyle Greaves doing stand-up comedy. Um, Lost Dice, Ryan Sanders. Um, we have Billy Watson, an awesome comedian. It's going to be really wow. special. It's totally family-friendly. Um, Woodland survival training for the kids. Inspector Veg. Inspector Veg is going to be there too, doing the Inspector Veg experience. Um, <laughs> and I just like, I just let you know, it's this is not like um, just an event in a field. It's actually within a really a really magical woodland and it's a fully immersive experience. We really go in on the lighting and the production. Um, for anyone that's seen our podcast, they can imagine what we do in a real life event. Tickets yeah. are available right now. And until midnight, there's actually a special discount where the adult weekend tickets are £99 instead of 133 There is a um, a code 
hashtag FU Al Gore in capitals. This is a special... <laughs> It's because Al Gore took the show down this week. Mm. We're given a special uh, discount on the tickets for the whole weekend, but it, it runs out at midnight tonight, so it's your last chance. We've sold loads of tickets this weekend. It's going to be an amazing event. We've got so many more people to uh, announce as well. But, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, I'm throwing up the, the pollster here. It looks great. Yeah, And uh, Mark Devlin as well. We need to get Mark on our He's doing show. a special speech about the, uh, about the spring equinox and about the importance uh, of these dates and how they're used by those that are working against us. So the, and, and funnily enough, we've chosen this date very carefully. This is the pink moon. Oh. Once a year, you have a pink moon in the spring, and it actually signifies the start of, of spring. Yeah. Um, so our last event was under a harvest moon. It's on 9-11. On 9-11, and the queen died on the first day of the event. Which is a brilliant christing. He's going to die this time. <laughs> oh, well, we can take our pick. There's a few people who are, uh, <laughs> who are up for the chop, I think. But yeah, we have chosen the date especially. Um, so we're going to plant some seeds under this pink moon that we can hopefully sow in the harvest again. And uh, yeah, we'd like to invite everyone there with their children as well. It's totally family friendly. Loads of kids last time. They had an amazing time. Yeah, and dog camping as well. If you've got poochies. Yeah, if you have a dog, we have a field that you can camp in next door. Sadly, the dogs aren't allowed in the woodland campsite because we have kids running around. But um, yeah, you can keep your dog in the field in your car and walk it in there. Riseabove.tv, that's how you uh, get more information and tickets as well. There's yeah. loads on there. There's videos on the website from our last event. Yeah. If you want to go over the website and check them out. Any of you guys going to be able to make it? I'm sure I can sort you out if you'd like to come. <sighs> well, interesting. We, have, we have an issue, don't we? Because we're going to Stonehenge, I think, is yeah. it? Yeah, two yeah. weeks is it the week before i can't remember if it's the week before or two weeks before how far how long's the drive to stonehenge is it six hours five hours dorset's further <laughs> <laughs> where are you coming from preston yeah, yeah i'm sure yeah i mean it's it's been five and a half hours to, to, to dorset i think yeah the issue we have is uh like you lands we're all turning 40 so was it two weeks ago we had a weekend in leeds mm-hmm uh, two weeks before that, we had that surprise birthday party. Yeah. We've had the weekend. You didn't go to that one. No, I didn't. Birmingham. Yeah. We had the Birmingham trip. Yeah. We've got Rotten Stall. We've yeah. got Stonehenge. And it's like, we've all got young kids and, and wives and stuff. And there's limits, isn't there, to how much you You've can You've been parlay. burning the candle at both ends. Yeah, it sounds right. like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I've got, I'm I'm married now, and uh, yeah, my wife is ever suffering because I because apart from the show, I've got an MCing career as well. So sometimes I get called to fly to other countries, nice. like a week in Kazakhstan. I did recently. The last time was Thailand, and I got to take her with me. I rolled into a holiday. She was, she was very pleased about that. Did you go to that new capital city? That's like it's like a it's like a agenda twenty one. I was in, no, in Almaty, which is um a se- the second largest industrial city in Kazakhstan. Which it was very normal, but um yeah, you were talking about Astana, I believe. Yes, yeah, yeah. I was gutted because I took my rollerblades. I wanted to go rollerblading around the NWO capital of the world <laughs> with my camera, but <laughs> nah, access denied. It's like it's like the new bug out capital for the uh, globalist mm. chills. This place in Kazakhstan, it's wild. When you look at the architecture, it's 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 amazing. Mm. It's like a massive energy harvest. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a big circuit board. Yeah. Well, well, Lance, Andy, we've done over an hour already. Where does the time go? We're going to have to sign off, aren't we? No, Wait. it's all good. Thank you very much for having us on, guys. We'll have all to get right, you on our show on a Friday night. Yeah, we're yeah, going to have sure. 
We'll yeah. have to do this again. It's been great fun. No, um, no, awesome. I think um, what, what we'll do, I'll prepare a big slideshow of uh, epic stories from Clown World and we'll get you guys <laughs> on to shoot the shit. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That'd Definitely. be good, yeah. All right, riseabove.tv, everyone, if you want to um, see more, hear more, or uh, get tickets to the event. Yeah, links are in the show notes for uh, Raquanox awesome. tickets and the website. So just scroll down Ek- and check it out. Raquanox. Ekranox. I keep saying, do I keep <laughs> butchering it? Yeah, you do, yeah. It doesn't matter. As long as you've got raw in it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> just click the link, right? <laughs> Fucking hell. You know, I'm an amateur, you know. I've just been doing this for, like, 12 months. Uh, yeah, 272 episodes in, yeah. <laughs> Right. It's been a pleasure. Nice to see you, Lance. Great talking to you guys. Thanks again. Stay on the line for one minute while we play ourselves out. And uh, for you watching in YouTube land, we'll be back in 15 minutes or so for part two. Do some news. Because nothing's happened this week, has it? No, no. (laughs) Right. Say an order. Bye. Say, Blockland. They know what they're doing, Lair. What am I doing? I have no idea what I'm doing. I feel like uh, like Jeffrey Boycott coming back from a hamstring injury. <laughs> Being completely out of nick in the, in the streaming department. Oh, Jesus, Louises. Right then, we're back. The dwarf, the cripple, and the mother of madness. <laughs> if you just joined us in YouTube land, you just missed a great chat with Double LMC and Angie PG, Andy PG. That's MPG. good. It sounds good to me. From Rise yeah. Above, a.k.a. Lance and Andy. Um, yeah, that's, that's good. good. Wasn't it? it was good. It was good. Yeah. Enjoyed that one. Mm. We should Maybe when we go on their show, we should talk more about Kazakhstan. And, you uh, know... Oh, yeah. Buildings. It's a place I've never been to. I don't ever imagine that I'll go to Kazakhstan. I've flown over it. It looks like, you know... Is that, it is nice. <laughs> yeah, is yeah. Nice? I saw that documentary. <laughs> <laughs> you take your mankini for the beach. Always. What colour? Blue. Blue? Yeah. Not the Super. traditional fluorescent yellow. No, it's too much. Too, too much. much. Yeah. Uh, I like to be incognito when I'm wearing a mankini on the beach. <laughs> Smuggling budgies. Mm. Yeah. What do we normally do now? I'm completely fucking lost. Headlines. Yes. Oh Headlines my god! Is first. it that? What? Is it? Time is. Do some headlines. Links in the description uh, for Rise Above and Equinox tickets. Yep. Oh, Clicky, it right. Let's do some headlines. Yeah. Capital letters. A big news story. Headlines of the week. Ford wants to allow your car to lock you out and even drive itself to an impound lot or scrapyard if you miss payments. What a time to be alive. Holy hell's bells. <laughs> uh, this is a new patent that Ford have put in. Uh, the latest patent application shows a bizarre new way that cars could be repossessed in the future if their owners don't make payments on time. The patent application, first reported by The Drive, was filed in August 21, but wasn't published until last week. It shows that Ford is interested in building a system that would allow a car to lock out its driver and even repossess itself if its driver doesn't keep up with the payments. Ford says it's imagining the system as a solution to the issue of owners behind on payments being, quote, uncooperative <laughs> and attempted to, quote, impede the rep- repossession operation. 
those pesky customers. Peasants. Yeah, peasants. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, you can't buy it outright. You've got to have this sort of lease deal. It is like, it's just complete safety. HP. H- HP, yeah. You'll own nothing. Well, that's the thing, isn't happy. it? That's... Until your car drives itself to the scrapyard. <laughs> It'll be... Um... This is the other thing we we talk, we've talked about this loads of times, haven't we? About you, you just this like your car payment is like your mobile phone payment, isn't it? Yeah. It's become a, a monthly bill that you kind of just expected to have. Hey, if, if Schwab Schwab gets his way, you'll be you'll be renting a whisk in ten years. I <laughs> know. Oh, yeah. But why buy? Why? Buy? And think of the you know the carbon footprint of having to own a a, a, a whisk. Do you remember Rumbelows? <laughs> yeah. When you rent a TV. We, we've, like, that was 30 years ago. We moved away from Rumbelows, didn't we? Where you started renting your TV. Well, it goes because around, comes around. I remember our first PC, uh, which was a, uh, an IBM 386. Nice. With whatever <laughs> came before Windows 95. I think Windows 3.11 for work groups. Yeah. And I think that was £1,600 in the early 1990s. Wow. And then what happened? obsolescence (laughs) everything got outsourced to china you get a 60 inch flat screen tv for 300 quid now yeah Yeah. it's cheap where from cheap 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 anywhere all electronics the dirt cheap Mm. because you know we pay sweatshop wages yeah where they have to put the nets up outside the factories so these poor chinese fellas don't top themselves Mm. but this is going to change because you know it's not environmentally sound anyway where was i in the patent application, Ford describes the use of a repossession system computer that can facilitate the process, which starts out with some minor annoyances that would cause discomfort to the vehicle owner. It's going to electrify the seats. Psyops. If a driver ignores warnings about their missing payments, the process would begin with the computer disabling functionality of features like cruise control, GPS, air conditioning, and the radio. Wow. The computer could also prompt the car to stop emitting an, quote, incessant and unpleasant sound oh whenever the driver is there. You mean Radio 1? <laughs> <laughs> if the owner still... Oh, this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a deal with them. We, we could, with Ford. Yeah. Hey, uh, Ford. I GM. Hear you, <laughs> I hear you require a facility to play an incessant <laughs> noise. Mm-hmm. An incessant and unpleasant noise? Yes. I think I have the product for you. We've got you. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> just copy and paste our RSS feed into your <laughs> firmware. That'd be amazing. It would, yeah. Uh, if the owner still doesn't act on the missing payments warning, the computer will really raise the stakes. The car may lock its owner out, with some caveats. In one example scenario, the patent application said the computer might prompt a lockout during the weekends only, so as not to affect the owner's ability to work like a peasant during the weekdays <laughs> to earn money to make payments towards the vehicle you wow. fucking surf. And uh... <laughs> oh, this is beautiful. Alternatively, <laughs> the car might define a geofence around the driver's home, and the person would only be able to use the car within those parameters. Wow. In some cases, the owner's driving could be further limited to certain days or even certain times of day, according to, according to the patent filing. Uh, if the owner is still behind on payments at this point, the car may take some pretty drastic action. It may autonom- autonomously drive itself to a spot, quotes, convenient for a tow truck to tow the vehicle. It could also drive itself to a repossession agency 
lending institution or impound lot. In yet another cause, case, sorry, in yet another case, the repossession system computer <laughs> may communicate with the computer of the lending institution, that's the bank, to identify the car's market value. If it would cost more to repossess the car than the car is worth, the vehicle will drive itself to the scrapyard. Yeah, I'm sure there's, 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 everything's fine with that. There's no red flags at all <laughs> with that story. I love it. Fucking I love it. Hell. It's a uh, utilitarian expediency, man. Wow. The technology's there. Let's use it. Even better, let's make these fucking serfs pay for it. Better, <laughs> better not watch Demolition Man tonight. Honestly, Demolition Man is so prophetic, man. Already, it's frightening. BMW needs to pay for a subscription to use certain features, premium features of the car, like aircon or heated seats. I think was one really? that was, was yep. reported. Yeah. Oh no, that's part of the deal. This is the thing, isn't it? Now with like the HP stuff, and it's like you know, paying for the ads only Netflix all the way yeah. up to the uh, the Super HD one with like four screens at the same time or whatever. It's exactly the same. It's this kind of subscription. Thing. They've got you on the hook every month. Got to monetize. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the next story. Fuck you, Ford. <laughs> Chip off the old chalk. I was stunned to find stunned to find a 100-year-old dairy milk box under my bathroom floor. I'm going to frame it. Mm. Oh, I'll tell you what. I bet those chocolates are bigger than they are now in that <laughs> box. Now, this is a pretty dull story. Right. <laughs> I was wondering if this was going to make the cut. Well, there is a reason. Because I don't know if people listening are familiar with the concept of a native ad uh, in the me- oh. news media. Yeah, I think you've tried to explain this to me once before. So often um, corporations that aren't allowed to advertise uh, will um, uh, use native ads. And often uh, corporations, commercial, you know, companies like Ford or Cadbury's in this instance, rather than pay for advertising, which is expensive. Oh, I see. They can create stories. Yeah. And then uh, tip off certain rag journalists and make sure that they insert their messaging into the story. And it's a form of advertising. It's free, generally. Mm. Um. Well, just because I read this article and the language that was being used, it just screams native ad to me for Cadbury's. So this is the, the article. A near 100-year-old dairy milk box was discovered under a bathroom floor. I think it's from the Metro, this. Emma Young, 51, found the pristine packaging empty of chocolate while doing up her home. The mother of two contacted Cadbury. Hyperlink. Hyperlink oh, yeah. to the Cadbury yeah. website. Mm-hmm who confirmed it was made around 1930. Oh, very helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine it's... Go away. Oh, never mind. Anyway, Emma said, I thought, gosh, that looks pretty old, as it had six pence on it. It's such an, it's in such good nick. Emma reckons a builder scoffed it, then discarded the cardboard box at the house in Plymouth. The chalky fan will now frame it, saying it's a bit of history. Cadbury said... So they were approached for comment. We were delighted. Oh, sorry, I should use a corporate shill voice, shouldn't I, really? I thought that was your corporate yeah. shill voice. <laughs> we were delighted to see the joy that this piece of Cadbury history has brought. 
As the nation's favourite chocolate brand, Cadbury has a rich heritage and has been part of the British culture and heritage for almost 200 years. These 1930s dairy milk Neapolitans are a reminder that our chocolate plays a cherished role in the people's lives. And we're thrilled to hear that this particular discovery will be treasured forever. Well, they've just got another ad natively inserted into a very popular podcast. And we're exposing it for what it is. Ah. No? Still. No news is good news, or the other one. I can't remember the phrases. All publicity is good publicity. That's the one. No such thing as bad publicity. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Tell that to Matt Hancock. Bad man cock. Been a bad week. Mm, Maybe later. Go on. UK cat cull was considered early in COVID crisis, oh, ex-minister no. says. Oh. Thought if anyone heard this story. Are you retarded? Wrong one. Oh, my God. I think it was the right one. <laughs> uh, the UK government considered whether it might have to ask people to exterminate all pet cats during the early days of the COVID, COVID pandemic, a former health minister said. Got the clip here. He was being interviewed on uh, Channel 4, I think. There was a moment when we were very unclear about whether domestic pets or not could, could transmit the disease. In fact, there was an idea at one moment that we may have to ask the public to exterminate all the cats in Britain. Can you imagine what would have happened if we had wanted to do that? And yet there was, for a moment, a little bit of evidence about that. So that had to be investigated and closed down. So to continue, uh, in July 2020, at the height of the uh, Soviet Union crisis, cat owners were warned not to kiss their pets after a female Siamese became the first known animal in the UK to catch the disease. Margaret Hosey, a professor of comparative virology at Glasgow University who led the screening programme, advised cat owners at the time to observe very careful hygiene. So it seems that that was considered a a cat culling. I wonder if people would have gone along with that. No. Uproar, I I would have thought. Would you have? Is that your line? Your line in the sand? I... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can take my freedom, but you can't take my cat. Absolutely, yeah. Hamsters, fair game. <laughs> <laughs> there is precedent for this, you know, historically. Anyway. Wiping out domestic animals. Nineteen thirty-nine. Oh yeah, you heard about the you heard about the the dog and cat call mm, before the war or no. the start of the war. What happened? It, it was before uh, three quarters of a million pets were euthanized. Why? For the war effort, uh, the UK government sent out uh, a pamphlet. Um, I want to say something like the Air Raid Safety Pamphlet for Pets, it was called. Mm. And um, it was propaganda uh, before the outbreak. And it was telling people about <sighs> rationing. Um, you know, you can't be able to, you won't be able to feed your dog. Right, okay. Um, we're probably going to have gas attacks. Mm. Um, animals are probably going to be horrifically injured in bombing. You know, the humane thing to do is to euthanize them. <laughs> and use uh, the skins to sew parachutes. <laughs> three quarters of a million owners mm. uh, at the outbreak of war sent their, the, uh, took their pets and euthanized them. The pamphlet also had an advert for a uh, bolt gun. Um, it was, so you could do it at home? Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. The pamphlet had instructions for various animals where the weak spot is in the cranium, right. where to, how to use the gun. That might be handy for the uh, 
the coming revolution. Yeah, no humans there, but pigs, cats, dogs. It said like I was reading it uh, not long ago. It's like well, the reek spots between the eyes is so far up for a dog. Right. This is where you uh, euthanize your dog, and uh, yeah, hundreds of thousands of people did it and regretted mm. it afterwards yeah. because it was mm. a nonsense. Yeah, but too late. Um, Battersea Dogs Home, I think, saved one hundred fifty thousand dogs in that year. Um, the RSPCA and another charity campaigned and tried to lobby the government against, but no, it happened. Right. So, uh, yeah, uh, there is precedent for a, a cat culling. Well, the pets got the last laugh anyway because ownership went through the roof during lockdown, didn't it? Exactly. Until the, everyone had to go back to work and then all the shelters are full. Yeah. Never mind. Zero sum game. <sighs> it is. I think, was that the last of the headlines? I think it was. I don't think we have anything else. The cat culling. Oh, that's it. Right. I, I, I usually like to um, have something like funny before we go into the housekeeping. And that's just a, a damp squib, isn't it? Killing well, cats. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, you could have put some thought into that. <laughs> the ordering of the headlines. That maybe could have gone in the middle. What was the second headline? I can't remember. Ford. That's first. Oh, cat culling. Uh, Cadbury's. Cadbury's. Housekeeping. Native ad. Yeah. Housekeeping. It's the Value for Value podcast. If you find this podcast valuable, please consider it in some value. Myriad of ways of doing this. My favourite way, as ever, is word of mouth. Sharing links. Whether it's on uh, Telegram channels or Discord servers. Less said about Discord, the better. We're not allowed to Discord anymore. No. Uh, element servers. Element servers. Element. Facebook yeah. groups, did I say? Uh, mm. Twitter, whatever. Sharing links and, mm-hmm. uh, and helping us expand and get more people involved. Join the community. Help provide us with new stories and clips and all the rest of it. And... And say hello. That's my favourite way. My favourite way is the purchase of merchandise from the Amish loot chest. What kind of uh, merchandise would you, would you like? Bacon nuts. Would you like a t-shirt. Same thing t-shirt. he says every week. The bacon nuts t-shirt. That's it. I mean, it's it's our biggest selling t-shirt. Mm, that's say. not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. What's the biggest selling uh, mug? It's the bacon nuts <laughs> mug. <laughs> We're, a, we're in a, a rich vein of bacon nuts merch. Oh, no. here we go. This no, is we're my talking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this Three Weeks to Flatten the Earth t-shirt. Design, original design by Lee mm. from the Big Conspire podcast. Check them out. If you've got room in your uh, schedule, your podcast schedule, make some room. Mm. And uh, have a listen to Lee and Rick on there. And we appreciate Rick uh, Lee's artistic endeavours in designing this incredible t-shirt mm. literally a communist hoodie yeah mine's still going strong after several what three washes <laughs> in four, three years four washes popular, popular and the logo t-shirt yeah logo various logo. sizes various colors mm. you get something to keep and we take a little snippet a little cut yeah what helps. more do you want yeah helps uh pay for the heater yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> just about yeah yeah my favourite way is when people interact with us um, on the element server or leave us a review. 
Um, you know, it's always good to read those out. Yeah, we read reviews out if you leave reviews, but um, on, I think iTunes are the only reviews we get sent. We get sent. We have access to. So if you're going to leave us a review on some <laughs> some random two point podcasting two point app, send it us. Send mm. us a screenshot to the Armist Inquisition at gmail dot com or via the socials. We'll happily read it out. And if you listen on Spotify, um, you can give us a star rating on there now. Yeah, it's all. We just want to keep Al Gore happy. Yeah, smash the like button. <laughs> Ring the bell. Smash the bell end. Yeah. Is that right? That's what I we think say. that's what you do. Is it? I think so. Good. How else can you drop your eavesdropping ways and become a signed up... You can send us show artwork. ...producer for the Armist Inquisition. Show artwork. Yeah. How's that work? Um, you do have, a picture. You can email us at thearmistinquisition at gmail.com or you can upload it to the Element server. Yeah, either of those ways are good. We have uh, new show artwork every week mm-hmm. when you click on our podcast. So we welcome submissions if you're of the artistic bent. Yeah. Maybe you're familiar with the GIMP. Yeah, that's perhaps too familiar. <laughs> are you familiar with the GIMP, Matt? The, the, the thing <laughs> that I made my thing with. God, there was a lot of fucking around with that GIMP. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, yeah, I am. Here's the uh, show artwork for episode 272, which I knocked up. It was a rehash of the YouTube thumbnail. There we go. We've got Rise Above with the Schwab code there. The, uh, what do you call it? A QR? QR, where does that go to? The website. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rise Above Live, every Friday night, 9pm. Banging. Uh, esoteric deconstruction, uh, funny news articles, excellent guests. Um, they had allegedly Dave on. Yeah, uh, yeah. His heart, his heart, man. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, Dave sort of uh, he, he, he smashes YouTube channels for fun, doesn't <laughs> he? Full time, <laughs> yeah. YouTube destroyer, <laughs> and unfortunately, yeah. Uh, Lance and Andy got tagged. They got tagged with a strike. No uploads for a week. Mm. Only the first strike. Right. So just a week. If we get another strike, it's two weeks for us. Right. We'll be able to upload anything for two weeks. Boo. Oh, have a week off. Do we? Uh, good. Have we raised the embargo on AI um, artwork submissions? I don't think we've received any. Hey, if you can, it? if you can get it past my filter, it will. You know, that's fine. Fair enough. But I can, I can sniff that shit out. <laughs> I know when some hasn't been made by a human. Yeah, you can't bamboozle Phil, especially. Like... You're welcome to try. Use <laughs> <Eve> choppers. <laughs> Challenge. Yeah. You could. Uh, it's a tool. Like I can imagine a lot of useful ways of using the AI to inspire you, or to create an element for your artwork, or inspire a concept or whatever. Uh, but just type in six words into Chat GTP. Make me some podcast artwork at fourteen hundred by fourteen hundred. I'm going to be able to sniff it out. I can tell you. Right. Well, let's okay. test that theory. Because it's thick as fuck. This is what <laughs> they don't tell you. The AI is thick as fuck. They do look, people look weird on AI generated images. The eyes are messed up and they've got like 12 fingers on each hand and all kinds of stuff going on. Really spooky shit. Um, what about another way to become a producer? I'll tell you what, there is. You can request some focused chi. Yes. Because, you know, we are chi energy masters. We are. And when it comes to focusing chi, ain't no bear. Yeah. <laughs> Did um, one of our 
regular listeners, producers, Nicholas got married this week, apparently. Allegedly. Was it yesterday? I think so. Happy nuptials, human. Yesterday or the day before. I think, was he in the States at the time? I think so. I believe so, yeah. There we go. You know? I mean, you didn't you send a message or something in the Element server? Well, I, there was there's previous messages about him trying to go to America, and then there's a message about him getting married. So, you know, if you put one and one together, you often get three, don't you? I thought you'd message, um, you'd message, message Nick saying, would you require some focus chi for your wedding night? Yeah, I did. I performance? Did, I did say that. And did we have no reply? I don't know. I don't remember him saying yes or no, to be honest. I'm not sure it can be retrospectively applied. And that's probably not going to happen now, mm. again, for a long time, being married. Tough. So. I sound looking. <laughs> <laughs> Love. Oh, Willie G. Special one. Special wow. chi mix. Special chi. Nicholas. That, the, the wedding chi. It, well, it is now, I guess. Yeah. You've just got to remember to do that every time it's a wedding now. Well, I hope you had a good wedding. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if it was a, a little chapel, Las Vegas. Little, what's it called? The little r- white chapel, is it? I yeah, think the, so, yeah. The yeah. Elvis one. Very good. Congratulations. Any other type of... Do we need to do any other housekeeping before we move on? I don't know. Uh, you could always toss us a coin. <laughs> toss a oh, coin slow on the upkeep. Upkeep now. Yeah, do it for the lads. 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 Mm. Yeah, because... They know what they're doing there. <laughs> 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 if you go to the you'll find the PayPal button there. And we really appreciate financial donations. If you're in a position to do so... You can give us a one-off donation, sign up for a monthly recurring sustaining donation, and uh, we need your help to save, save Plotland and keep the shit show going. We don't put a num- you know, we don't put things on paywalls, and oh, you have to pay three pound a month or whatever locals or Patreon extra stuff. It's whatever you value you get from it. If you mm-hmm. get fifty p a show, then give us fifty p a show. If you get two pound a show, give us a two pound a show. It's up to you and whatever your means are. What you can afford, but if you can support us monetarily, it's greatly appreciated, and it gives us it opens uh, opportunities for us to do other things and look into different avenues of uh, content. Oh, that's crazy! More content. Well, who knows um, what it might be? You know, we've had the lockdown files. I could have done it easily. Done a two-hour solo episode on the lockdown files this week, Mm. comfortably, but. <laughs> it, I've, it takes a lot of hours Time. to do the main show. So um, if uh, if you're in a position to do so, it's greatly appreciated. And the if, dwarf, the cripple, <laughs> and the mother of madness. And if you're not in a position, do the other things we said to become a producer. Spreading yeah. the word, uh, you know, leaving us reviews and yeah. uh, joining the community on Elements. Mm. Sign up for the newsletter. That's one we missed. Um, next newsletter will come out beginning next month, beginning of uh, April. And uh, you'll get um, like a, a preview of the guests that are coming on that month. There'll, there might be a book review. There might be an article. There will definitely be memes. <gasps> definitely memes. Oh, yes. Probably jokes. Uh, you get Ben's column. 
which has been, been, been in the works. Yeah. Been in the works. Written by Chat GPT. <laughs> no, I mean I've had lots of great feedback from the last two newsletters about Ben's column. Oh yeah, excellent. Yeah. Have you left a blank space? <laughs> I uh, I got a picture of you, and then Ben's column, and then I I, I got a photo. And it says, uh, "Enter content box here." <laughs> Excellent. A a placeholder. I like it. I'm not going to lose faith. I know you're going to do it sooner or later. Okay. And you will get AI to do it for you. (laughs) I might be. You're that fucking lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday, you giant mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Right. What do we normally do now? Is it producer time? It's time to thank the producers. Is it time to thank them? Already? time to big up the mandems, yo. What the farage? I don't even know where it is. Oh, all right, big them all. It's time to big up the Mandems, yo. Here we got producers for episode uh, 272. We have Richard Morris, Helen, Rona Kesson, Richard Morris again, <laughs> Nicholas, Ben Limmer, Matthew Chin. Thank you. So amazing. They are. They are, aren't they? They are. They are. are they so amazing or just so amazing? They're so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so Amazing and there. <laughs> literally. <laughs> the best mate. Because I'm literally a. Chungus. <laughs> Communist. Never seems so sus. <laughs> the dwarf. Carrots. The grape. The doctor of thugonomics. The homophobe. The wind. The chest feeding. Communist. The, <laughs> the base sigma chat. The corn Chance. The baby penis. Inner asshole. The dime. The cripple and the mother. Money pickering! From hell. Are you retarded? I don't get it, never will. Ever! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Right, yeah, thanks for uh, your support, all the producers out there. It was a rollover week. Good list. Yes, thank you. uh, Yeah, thanks a lot. That was good. Mm. It was good. Oh! I'm solid. Kill Granny to save the Cathars. <laughs> the Cathars. <I> <laughs> the Cathars. The Cathars. Yeah. To save the cats. I yes, think that's, yes, a, yeah. that's a misprint. Yeah. Oh, Danny G. Danny G's back in the chat. Well, oh my word. What time are we on? Ten past, quarter ten. past ten. Is it? Yeah. I've, got, well, I've got a clock that says ten twelve. I have a clock that says nine fifty six. And a clock, that's the running time. 10.15 now, Cut. 10.15. Time is a man-made It is lush, isn't it? Eye for an eye. Yeah. I do like this section. Mm. It's lush. Lush with capsules. That means you're shouting. Lush. I do like this section. It's lush! <laughs> you're so amazing, eye maybe for an eye. A, maybe it's an acronym. Love. And... That we don't realise. Loose under shite. Hotel. <laughs> Like it, yeah. Well, what are we going to do? I mean, uh, the lockdown files is such a big subject; it seems um, hardly worth bothering with, doesn't it? <laughs> I imagine you've got like some. I imagine stuff. you've got something, have you? I got nothing. I got yeah. nothing. It's been wow. happening today. Still, more coming out. You mean? Well, there was it's hundreds of thousands, weren't there? Yeah. A hundred thousand, he said. He said. Exactly. Imagine, <laughs> imagine sending a hundred thousand messages. Oh, I couldn't. 
No. He made a point in the element that it was sort of it underlined Matt, sorry, Hat Mancock's incompetence even further. Well, that, it was never know. in doubt, though, was it? <laughs> no, no. Well, it's like the the woman. What's is it? Oakshot. Isabel Oakshot. Um, <laughs> had a history of so basically he wrote sorry so he wrote his book didn't he covering the the lockdown period as a way to rehabilitate his image but he chose a ghostwriter who had previously ghostwritten books so the last one i can think of is what was his is it aaron something the brexit guy aaron Aaron banks aaron banks yep shit it is and she released loads of his private emails and messages in exactly the same way she did an interview with a, a Lib Dem MP and Chris Hewn, and he got sent to prison because he admitted that he got his wife to take his points for fucking hell for a speeding ticket. Yeah, yeah, and then and then she did something else I can't remember. And then he chooses this person out of either out of hubris that oh she she'll never do that to me, or just complete incompetence and didn't even bother to look into who she was. Which I find no, it very hard to believe. It was all planned. Well, this is the other thing: is my wife said maybe it was planned so that people buy his book. But I, I then said, "Well, the messages aren't in the book for ages." Yeah, I know. The book came out in last year. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Isabel Oakshot has a reputation for being leakier than the Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Olympic, because the Titanic never sank. <laughs> that's but that's another story. It is, isn't it? She's well known for being Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for being an operator like this. Yeah. Uh, you say incompetence. I don't think he's that incompetent to not realise how much of a leaker she is. I think he probably wanted to shag her. Uh, oh yes. right. Okay. Do you think it's one of those situations? And he's never felt more betrayed. I know, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, it, really. it's been drip, drip fed all week, and there's stuff coming out today. It's like, fuck What it. was in today? Oh. <laughs> you don't want to talk about it. It's like, it's nothing like the, the cynical people like me knew all this was happening yeah. during the pandemic. Mm. It's no surprise. Oh, scaring, the, the, the scaring one. We need to scare the population. Well, I said in our element server, I read Laura Dodson's book in 2021, State of Fear, mm. that documented exactly how they manipulated the messaging for compliance. Mm-hmm. That's the definition of propaganda, if, if you take Jacques Ellul's definition. It's, mm. about, it's about obtaining a change of behavior. That's what propaganda is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's no doubt that, that it was used and weaponized. And I had no doubt at the time. So it's no big surprise. The surprise is why is it happening now? Mm. Um, and what's it distra- distracting us from? That's the uh, other yeah. thing. You know. There's always something on the other channel. Of course there is. Yeah. Um, Top Gear, probably. Yeah. yeah. Clarkson's Farm. I've not watched this Clarkson's Farm thing. People are wanking on about it. I enjoyed it. I thought he was persona non grata now. They said something mean about Megan. Yeah, he's been sacked, hasn't he, from ITV. He's got pretty close to being sacked from Amazon, I believe. But this has been like one of the most watched, the most watched show on Amazon in the UK. What's the premise? He has a farm 
and he tries to farm it. And that's it. And he has lots of mishaps along the way. He does, yeah. I think the reason it's so popular is it's highlighting the plight of farmers across the nation. I think that's the, how the, difficult it yeah, is. The subco- and also, in this one, he's took on the fucking council, hasn't he? Yeah. And how so, you know... Well, we don't have to worry about we don't have to worry about the farmers. They're all being driven out of business anyway. I mean, it's well, just, this is what he's purpose. saying. This is what he's saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. We cow cow farts. Hello, Al Gore. I know. Yeah. We're not we're not supposed to be eating meat. I know. Yep. Um, so a luxury product. It's going to go to. Uh, it's going to be suggested that you have it once a week mm. as a treat, and then usually the bugs, man. I think it's IKEA super. will uh, release a range of kitchens that play an incessant annoying noise every time you fry some bacon. <laughs> I might be able to help them with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. We know a guy. Oh, is that Skrillex? Fucking. Press 2010. On repeat. <laughs> God. It's <laughs> uh, fine. Absolutely fine. <laughs> well, I'm frying some bacon. <laughs> That's fine. There's worse things to be listening to. There are. Yeah. Times Radio. I'll tell you, tell you what story I did uh, like this week, I found enjoyable, was the Sue Gray story. Which one? Who's Sue Gray oh, again? Do you remember? Um, you know, when um, there were all the press, there was the, uh, oh, she the been... feeding frenzy to, to get Boris sacked because of Partygate. Right. And he, his constant res- refrain was, well, 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 we have to wait for the Sue Gray report. Yeah, we have yeah. to wait for the Sue Gray report to come out. And then I'll... Mm. Blah, 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 Plato. Classics. And uh, so Sue Gray, who was the lead investigator into the mm. Pygate scandal this week, has been appointed Sir Keir Starmer, the leader of the opposition's chief of staff. Yeah, no, that what was... What a twist. I know, it is, it is. So awful and fucking boys clubby, isn't it? Or women's clubby. Well, my initial response is, when was she approached for this job? Mm. Um, someone who's doing a inquiry into the government has to be... Well, there, she was a civil servant, and there are certain rules that come with being a civil servant, especially doing an investigation into someone like the fucking Prime Minister. Certain impartiality rules. Yeah. So uh, it seems odd that Mm. within a fortnight, (laughs) she's being appointed chief of staff for the leader of the opposition. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. It's fine. There are no rules. Everyone's breaking them anyway. She Mm. realised that when she did a report and thought, oh, I can be chief of staff for the Labour Party. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying anything's going to come of it. No. No, obviously nothing will. But if you if you're invested in this system, you think that it matters who you vote for and stuff, then it just makes a mockery of it, really. Mm. Yeah, I'm no Boris fan. I think he's a fucking buffoon. Mm. (laughs) You know, but uh, I'm not defending him in any in in, in any uh, regard. It's um, they're all as bad as each other. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Once it takes a certain type of person to get this to get to this level Mm. of influence of power. I don't know. Well, we saw it with Hancock. Do you see that with the lockdown files where he was caught, the, the revelation of him being caught with Gina Collar D'Angelo? Well remembered on the surname. Yeah, that's good, that. Yeah. Certainly after several... Hello, yeah. Coco Wonderland. Are you trying to beat your record? 
No. Uh, and his response was like, crikey. And i tell you what was particularly interested me from the lockdown files was the relationship between Hancock and George Osborne. Yeah. Former chancellor who was then mm. editor of the Evening Standard. Mm. And it's this relationship between the state and the media. Mm. Unless you've forgotten people, right? The media, the newspapers, what we do, they're supposed to hold the estate to account. They're supposed to hold the state to account, the politicians. Yes. You're not supposed to be having cozy little WhatsApp side quests, <laughs> side conversations, say, hey, George, uh, editor of the Evening, Evening Standard, I've made this video, this sort of apology video, after I've been caught with my tongue down my fucking AIDS yeah. throat during the lockdown when we're supposed to be two metres distance. How's it go over? What do you think? I think you've done a good job, Matt. Maybe say something about your family. Because he, ne- he neglected to mention his wife and his kids. Yeah, no, yeah. And I just think, oh, right, psychopath, sociopath. Yeah. No consideration for his family. His fucking kids. I know, yeah. My kids are the fucking world to me. And, like, he's more interested in his career mm-hmm. and how it will look in the press than he is about his fucking kids. Get in the fucking seat, you prick. I never... His career should be over. Well, it should is. Be. Is it? Yeah. Well, what is he doing? He's an MP. Well, he is an MP, isn't he? But he's not standing again. I don't know. I don't know how he'll parlay it, but I never want to see that cunt on TV again. <laughs> and we're not even getting into care homes no. and all the shit that went down. Those first three months of the pandemic, the ventilators, the care homes, midazolam, all the rest of it, we're not even touching that. This is what the lockdown files are not touching i mean they, they are the care homes to a degree mm. but other th- decisions that you know did you hear he had a meeting with his lawyers this week discussing immunity mm. from prosecution uh, no no yeah that's been in the news this week right met his lawyers last night or friday night to uh try and sort out you know immunity from uh, prosecution for the decisions that he took because the whole government should be accountable he says not just me as Secretary of State for Health. So he wants to bring everyone down with him. No, he wants to cover his own arse. Yes, that's all that's all of them want to do. Yeah. He's not he doesn't care about anyone but himself. That is evident. Mm. And that's why these fuckers need to be weeded out. They shouldn't be anywhere near the levers of power. Mm. These psychopaths. I think maybe I'm wondering whether there should be some sort of personality test done. Yeah, but the problem is, is everyone would come out as a psychopath. It's a scale. It's in a spectrum. The, in these kinds of things, though. So, but that, that this is not all psychopaths are bad. They just make psychopathic decisions. <laughs> that, that's good enough for me. Yeah, <laughs> stay away then. You you don't get dis, get to decide mm. these sort of questions. Then, if you've no empathy, you don't get to decide. Mm. Go away. We'll have someone else, please. Yeah. It's a spectrum, though, isn't it? Yeah. You're right. It's a spectrum between 0 and 30, I think, the, psych- the general psychopath test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're scoring 25, you don't get to run for public office. Okay. No? Mm-hmm. I don't know. No. Maybe. Know. Maybe. Depends. I mean, if you, if you score 25 and then you also say, um, you know, you want to murder people, then maybe you don't get to run for... Um, public office but the problem is is or 
But the thing is, is that those kinds of personality traits is what potentially makes you successful. Mm. That's the thing. Yeah, because you'll do you'll fuck over anyone <laughs> well, for your own for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're better off without them. Don't let them near the levers of power. Right. Don't care if it makes you successful. It's not a good way of being, is it? No. It doesn't help anyone else. But would you be a would you be an MP? No, I'm not interested in power. That's the thing, though. So this it's like a contradiction. Well, there's like you would these think, these th- types of people would be drawn to being in power, though. That's the thing. But I don't think we should have MPs. <laughs> okay. We, I had our councillor come round this week. Yeah, a local councillor. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a psychopath. What did you I say think- to him? Did you give him a? Psychopath test, yeah. Give him a second. Answer these 30 questions. <laughs> no, but I mean, he seemed like a nice chap. He's not power-hungry fucking uh, narcissist. How do you know, though? Because psychopaths are good. At mimicking yeah. human behavior. Yeah. I know, but the, the tests work, though. The tests are pretty good. Oh, right, okay. and, it, and it's better than nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's better than just freewheeling it and just let them have the way. Because mm. that's how we ended up where we are now after the last three years. Don't make anything better, do they? So, what are we are we going back to a feudal system? No, no, just local, just lo- like, like local what? decision making. I'm f- I'm for dev- devolution. So, like fifteen minutes, councillors. Look what happened in the states, right? So, the federal government introduced all these, yeah, uh, things. Yeah. Different states chose different ways. So, like Florida, yeah, um, the Carolinas. So there was North. Was it the Carolinas? Is it not Do- Dakotas? Dakotas? Yeah, North and South Dakota. One was like lockdown, lockdowns, vaccine mandates, all the rest of it. And the other Dakota was free and easy. Mm. And look at it, the outcomes were the same. But at least people had the choice. So if you don't like it in California, well, we saw it. There was a mass exodus mm-hmm. to uh, Texas yeah, and Florida. So, yeah, I'm all for that. Local devolution. I think maybe take the power from Westminster and disperse it into the counties would be a good start. Yeah. And uh, have uh, more more power held locally and accountably. The shires. In the shires, yeah. Okay. I don't see any. I don't see the downside. Is there a downside to that? I don't think so. You probably have to pay some sort of entry tax to travel through Yorkshire. And if you wanted to go down south anyway, you'd, you'd have... But then, you know, there might be less potholes in the roads, so who you get, knows? You get what you paid for. The thing is, our government is a money pit. Mm. It's a waste. It's just a, a, a wastage. It's uh, magic. It's like a black hole. The mm. public finances are a black hole. And people don't forget that the government doesn't have any money. It's ours. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're on the hook for it. And our kids and grandkids are on the hook for it, the national debt and all the rest of it. And a lot of them, they use it to line their own pockets. Like we've seen with Hancock and the rest of them, with these PPE contracts, the Tories. Yeah. It would be interesting. You'd have different tax rates in different in different exactly. counties. Yeah. It's you? the same in the states. So different yeah, states yeah. have to have different sales tax. If you don't like it, go to the next state. You could have like a base level of, you know, the basic laws across the across the nation. I suppose that's your federal federal laws. Yeah. Federal laws. It's like the EU. Little America, Remember though. the EU? Yeah, it's the same thing. Oh yeah, basically. that's a good idea. Yeah, but instead of having the power in Brussels, you'd have it in Lancaster, or Bradford, or Derby, wherever. Mm. They write your laws. And you pay your taxes to them. 
the sheriff of Nottingham. I know. It's, I, I was thinking before it's going to take me into an anarchist. This fucking pandemic. It's like I just think we're better off without any of them. Let's get rid of them all. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We need to get an anarchist on who can explain it to me because we're we, we come from a socialist background. <laughs> Social. We live in a socialist country. Socialized medicine, mm-hmm. uh, schooling, all the rest of it. Uh, I'd like to have it explained to me and be able to pose questions from a socialist country's point of view. You know, how do you navigate? How do you? How do you? Um, um, the chap who lived in the. Uh, about him, what was his name? Yeah, Guy. Oh my god, it's gone. Guy Yurtfugger, the former pilot. Yeah, but he said something about the NHS, didn't he? So I, I insurance. Asked, yeah, I think I asked him, didn't I, about not what what's the alternative to it? He said paying for it or something, or just not paying. <laughs> for, I don't know something. Mm. But you, you just have to get private insurance, wouldn't you? Go to an insurance company. Yeah, I don't know. Not get ill. Was oh, a competitive ma- market in, a, in an insurance-driven health system, though. So you could... That's good, isn't it? Yeah, no, I'm saying you could you could go cheap or you could go get gold-plated hip replacements if you wanted. Yeah. You see, I always fall back on this, well, we need safety nets. Mm-hmm. What about the people who can't or the people who fall on hard times? This is my uh, sticking point with the anarchist model. It's like I'm, I can't just let people... can't see people just... You know, die in pain, destitute, because the system has no safety net for them. Yeah, that's what the anarchists need to answer for me. Mm. You know, I'm not willing to say, "Well, fuck them. I'm all right, Jack." Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's something we'll explore in a in a further episode. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, did you hear Noel Gallagher this week on Dutch radio? No. He was uh, asked about. Sam Smith. Well, pop music in, in, in general. Oh. Yeah. You know, music has become quite fractured and chart music. <laughs> I'm the son of the Pope. <laughs> Someone played it backwards then, didn't they? <laughs> music is dominated by a pop. Uh, and which would have been... Pop music is all right if the pop stars are cool. Sadly, the pop stars of today are fucking idiots. <laughs> they are, they are. Who's the, who's the biggest idiot around now? So- who's the biggest idiot around now? <laughs> yes, <laughs> can you help me? Can you tell me? This is Dutch FM, and I would like to know... <laughs> who's, a, who's, who's a Dutch football manager? Do you know one? Steve McLaren. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, when I went to PSG and I started F- talking like this. FC20. Oh, I think I'll find this FC20. 20. Anyway. Pop music is all right if the pop stars are cool. Sadly, the pop stars of today are fucking idiots. <laughs> they are, they are. Who's the, who's the biggest idiot around now? Sam Smith. <laughs> Why? Look at him. <laughs> Simple as. I think, uh, yeah, it summed up the thoughts of a nation there. People are afraid to say it. Noel Gallagher has fuck you money, so he can say it. Yeah. yeah. He's wearing that fucking inflatable Darth Vader that fucking thing. Yeah, look at him. He's an idiot. Well, this so the, the common... <laughs> are you retarded? The common uh, what's the response to that is like what people did in the 70s, isn't it? Yeah, it's like David Bowie, David Bowie and, and like similar. glam rockers. Um yeah, Gogolita. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. going to say that. What did he do in the 70s? 
Well, the other ones as Do you well. want to be in my gang? But that's the thing, though, isn't it? it was gender bending, what was called it back in the day. Why, why, do we, um, why do we put these degenerates on a pedestal? <laughs> what, David Bowie? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've not read his... I don't know anything about David Bowie's proclivities. I, was I talking mean, about the other I think, guy. I think he was into pretty much everything and anything, like most people were in the 60s and the 70s. Because of the art, Phil. That's yeah, right. Because of the Mick art Jagger as well. So they yeah. were. There was a rumor, wasn't there? I think it's probably true. Maybe that's a symptom of being put into that position, where you're given license to do, do anything. Yeah, yeah, it's probably not good for you. No, I mean, who, do, you remember, it... do you remember Caligula? <laughs> <laughs> the inventor of calligraphy. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to. There was like, and it's, there's some quite dark stuff has happened with like. What was that Welsh band? And he like Manic went, Street Preachers. Well, not that one. Lost Prophets. Lost Prophets. Tony, the singer oh, from God, that. Yeah. yeah, and what he did and stuff. So so long, gay boys. Still inside, I think. Good. Yeah, I think he'll right be inside for a long time. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, he was t- he was taking advantage of young girls. I think wasn't he? Yes, we got really this, weird. This is why we need to get Fox. Mark Devlin on because Mark Devlin has been on the inside of this industry. He was given the Faustian bargain. He was asked to sign his soul right. to the devil, and he refused. Right. This is why we need to talk to him. Yeah, that mm. maybe I'll shuttle aim for. I'll try and get Mark on uh, next month. So we're booked up this month. Okay. But yeah, he's, uh, I need to get his books. I need to read his books as well. I can't remember what they're called now. Something about the music industry. It's a good yeah. title. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, should we do some Biden vids? Yeah. Always. Yeah. Got a video it's of Joe. It's month, isn't it? Creepy Uncle Joe here. Oh, gosh, I forgot to... I had the um, the shout-out from Gary on Friday Night Tights. Oh, yeah. On the last episode, which wasn't streamed, the last show of every month is audio only. You've got to subscribe to the podcast mm-hmm. for that. Uh, it's not on YouTube, so we can say what we like, basically. We aren't having to worry about the censors. Um, and I mentioned, I forgot to... I said I would get the clip. Of the shout out that Gary did from Friday Night Tights. So here it is, I think. Out of this channel. Another channel you need to go check out that I needed to shout, shout out was the Amish Inquisition. Yes. So they uh, they do paranormal. Nobody expects the Amish. The Amish Inquisition. Inquisition. Well, they, a couple of them have like some seriously good beards, like yeah. proper beards. And oh, yeah. they have better yeah. accents that, uh, because uh, they're over there in the UK. Uh, I did a show with them yesterday. We talked about ancient civilizations and comic books and all kinds of stuff. So and I think they were just like sixty away from a thousand subs. So Ooh, Amish okay. Inquisition, please check them out. Oh. So they're Amish and they're like conducting Amish. an Inquisition. Uh, the... It didn't feel like an Inquisition, but it might have been. <laughs> but they're using technology. They're really nice. They were so using technology, so yeah, they couldn't be like real Amish. I don't think. Near Amish, near Amish. There are different rules, yes. Yeah. Maybe okay. it was in their barn. If it Most was in their Amish barn, they could get phones. away with it. Well, I tried not to be a godless heathen, just in case. <laughs> I don't know if I pulled it off. But. I had uh, I had a lot of I had a lot of Amish people around me where I was growing up. So much so, the Walmart on one side of town had horse and buggy parking. That's awesome. What? I fucking I love that. Pretty great. Whoa. That is awesome. Oh my god. Oh man, uh, a Banshee. There was a show uh, called Banshee. And they're off. <laughs> Talking about pop culture again. Nice. Oh, cheers, Gary. Yeah, that was very nice of him, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's no 
it's no wonder that Friday Night Tights will regularly get 20,000 live viewers mm-hmm. when they're putting out content like this. They have to pay out 100... I mean, it's just gold, isn't it? Gold, absolutely gold, yeah. Yeah, we're going to do some Biden clips. Right, so let's check out this one from Uncle Joe. Creepy Uncle Joe, the sniffer this week. They have to pay out $159,000 billion let. Oh, God. God. He's unhappy, and the audience reaction is priceless. I still feel sorry for him. Reset him. Control, alt, delete. Pay out $159,000 billion let. Less. They have to pay out $159,000 billion let. Less. So did someone say something then in the audience? Like they started Fuck laughing. Sake. They started laughing at him. God, he and looks like he's about to drive himself to the scrapyard. <laughs> he's talking to his own crowd, and they're yeah. laughing at him. Oh. You know, but it's 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 good it's good value for an anecdote. I've picked up this anecdote uh, where he's talking about one of the nurses who uh, looked after him when he was in the army. Apparently, guess it was Nam. And I had a nurse named Pearl Nelson, military. She came in and things that I don't think you learn in medical school, nursing school. She'd whisper in my ear. I didn't, couldn't understand him. She'd whisper, she'd lean down. He'd actually breathe on me to make sure that I was, that there was a connection, a human connection. She even went home and brought back her pillow from her own bed because he didn't knew the one where I had the one comfortable. Is that on the same speech? Yep. Fucking gold. I mean, is that where he learned all these tricks from then? He's breathing down. His heavy snack. breathing, sharing of pillows. It's interesting uh, he mentions the heavy breathing because he's well known for sort of creeping on, exactly. on young kids and stuff and breathing on them and sniffing at them. Phil, it's the human Nelson, connection. She'd come in and do things that I don't think you learn in medical school, nursing school. She'd whisper in my ear. I didn't, couldn't understand him. She'd whisper, she'd lean down. He'd actually breathe on me to make sure that I was, that there was a connection, a human connection. She even went home and brought back her pillow from her own bed because she didn't know the one where I had the one comfortable. Yeah, strange. Very strange. Oh, God. President of the free world. Leader of the free world. I'm glad he's, you know, he's sorting out Ukraine for us. Exactly. Okay. He's got his finger on the pulse. I don't think he has and, a pulse. And the button, unfortunately. I mean... How many times can you open someone's cranium without right, wrecking something inside? Nonce. Yeah. <laughs> Zero times. <laughs> wow. I can, I'm hearing a word. I know, yeah, that was the wrong... It's less, less, than, less than once. <laughs> yeah. That was the wrong time to say... That was a, what you call a Freudian, and I got new- Freudian slip. Who's for you? Yeah, it was, that means you're it? gay. You nonce. What have I done? <laughs> You guys are going to get uh, into strike. No. Uh, Goodness sake. Oh, my God. <laughs> we'll be on to international paedophile rings soon. Not a great plan. No. Oh. Oh. no. Right. Um, one last video. Yep. Yeah. I got this video. This went viral this week on Twitter. It's just sort of a Velma wannabe on uh, Twitter. I think you'll appreciate this. Hi. Um, I saw you looking at me from across the bar. And 
I know you probably think that I'm like a super cute girl. Oh, go kill it with fire. I wear diapers. Are you ready to handle this? You take this on. Oh my god, shot on it. What? Why? Um, I saw you looking at me from across the bar, and I know you probably think that I'm like a super cute girl, but I wear diapers. Are you ready to handle this? You take this on. Why does she uh, wear diapers? It's a weird flex. Let's go I wear diapers. <laughs> is this like an? This is like an OnlyFans niche. <sighs> Who knows what's going on in their broken fucking brains, man? Who knows? So I'm, I'm not pandering to this shit. Like, I've, I don't care. I'm not going to lose my job or anything, but I'm not pandering to this nonsense. <laughs> this fucking nonsense. Man. Yeah, that's right, Phil. Live and let live. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good attitude to well, have. Don't compel me to use speech that I don't agree with. It's simple, really. Very simple. Jordan Peterson spelled it out. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to comply with this fucking bullshit. Are you retarded? Are you retarded? Ah. <sighs> I wear diapers. I'm still unclear as to why she was wearing diapers. It's a fucking fetish, man. Oh. It's all a fetish, is it not? A lot of it is a fetish. Everything's a fetish. Yeah, I imagine most things can be a fetish. Sounding. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Ben. That's normally Sounding. Ben's point to jump in. Yeah, it's what yeah. I usually bring up. It's getting boring now. I yeah. like things shoved down my japsa. Oh, that's one. Clip yourself. <laughs> it's a bit quiet. I like things shoved down my japsa. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> You're my wife now. Mm. <laughs> no? No. You're not liking that? No. no. Bullshit. Don't believe you. <laughs> Don't believe you. Imagine you're up to date with um, the Mandalorian, Phil. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a uh, nod to the Predator in it. Carl Weathers. Oh, Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Why? What's the predator nod with Carl Weathers? There was, something, was it a handshake? Yeah, there was... Pumping... Yeah, there was something... Uh, it, was, it was from that scene, but my wife spotted it and said, Ooh. Damn! You <laughs> son of a bitch! What's the matter? CIA got you pushing too many pencils? <laughs> I can't do Arnie anymore. What's going on? <coughs> can't never, do it anymore. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too throaty. No, no, no. Turn the tube back. I'm out, Nick. I'm too busy doing Severus Snape. No. I've not been doing it. I've not read for three nights. I've not read Harry Potter for three nights. So I'm out of, uh, I'm out of Nick on my Severus Snape as well. Ah. Mm. Mm. Uh, what are three young Gryffindors doing roaming the corridors at night? Oh, it's a bit hammy that for me. <laughs> Have you not watched the films? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> are you calling Alan Rickman hammy? A touch, yeah. Yeah. Good. I'll tell you that's a compliment. Mm. I'll cut his heart out with a spoon. <laughs> I remember, uh, oh, Thieves. Prince of Thieves. Uh, yeah, Robin Hood. Start out with a spoon. <laughs> Doesn't get any hammier than Alan Rickman, man. Beautiful, yeah. Mm. A great Lovely. loss to the profession. Yeah, sadly missed. Yeah, I, yeah. I was, I was, um, yeah, I was personally upset when Alan Rickman died. One of our finest. I think so. And a, a non-bullshitter as well. 
Was I he? Would, I would say, yeah. I think he did not suffer fools gladly. He, uh, his memoirs came out after oh, he yeah. died, and he was talking about Daniel Radcliffe and stuff. And uh, yeah, no, no, no hard, no, no hard's bunched, <laughs> no, no holds, holds barred. Did he say he was a bit, <laughs> bit of a twat or something? It was, mm, not much of an actor. No, probably be, <laughs> probably be an excellent producer someday. Ooh, wow, wow. Yeah, has yeah. he not seen Swiss Army Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rickman thought he would have a career behind the screen, behind the camera. He's a terrible actor. Uh-huh. I've seen pieces of wood act better than... Hagrid, are you okay? Hello. <laughs> 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 what have I done? <laughs> Same level, isn't it? It is, yeah. I could have done it. I could have been Harry Potter. You could have. Bit uh, old. Yeah. There's a new book coming out, apparently. Is it? This year, new Harry Potter book. Oh, right, okay. JK, it will be um, boycotted it, by all the lunatics on Twitter. <laughs> Which means a guaranteed Success. number one sales. Yeah. 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 yeah, they don't learn, did they? No. They didn't learn from Hogwarts Legacy, you know, when we had all this shit going on. Now, what can I... Oh, there's a face I haven't seen before. <laughs> it's my first time here. Welcome. Mm. Butterbeer's on me. Butterbeer's on me. Ooh. Yeah, they'll boycott the fuck out of it. It'll be great free publicity. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the bus- What's that, Rick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Morty. Hey, maybe that's, that can be my next job. I can take over from that, um, oh, yeah. that oh, yeah. degenerate as well. Yeah. Royland, is it? <laughs> Got himself cancelled. Justin Royland. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's... It's 10 to 11, boys. I know. You know, oh, hey. Sun's need, getting low. I need oh. a wee. I'm trying to wrap this up for a while, but you keep making me talk about shit. Uh, okay, then. Uh, let's go. Let's praise Javelin and um, all the Elohim, and let's go. What's this? What? I've been waiting for that. What? The last line? Yeah. Uh, something weird happened when I turned 40. I started waking up at 5.40 a.m. every morning. <laughs> Where's the punchline? There is no punchline. Oh, That's just my life. <laughs> With a pitching a tent. Why are you getting up so late? <laughs> now I wake up. I wake up now at five forty every morning pitching a tent. You've missed half of the day, man. <laughs> I think what's going to happen is um, you hear about like old people like you having to go to the toilet in the middle of the night. I don't. Uh, yeah. I think this is what's happening. My bladder is pressing on my prostate and giving me a boner at five forty every morning and waking me up. Yeah. Wow. So I slept through it this morning. Uh, but maybe this is, I'm going to be one of these guys who has to get up and have a piss in the middle of the night, man. Mm. One of those people. Oh! Congratulations really? on becoming a doctor of thugonomics. Thanks, Nige. Beautiful. Oh. Too low. Uh, if there's anyone out there that can do the real Chewbacca sound, I might marry you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God! They must all be scientists who just believe in it, you know. Well, but see you next week chaps bye see you later back live next week with a guest a guest in the studio what really yes a returning guest oh you know Willie G it's not (laughs) Willie G we're gonna be diving deep into Mithraism oh I know who he'll be now we're talking the Tauroctony the leg of the bull you got, I'm going to have a crab hanging off my testicles. Because <laughs> that's, again. Mm, yeah. It's going to be great next week. We're going to have a right good laugh.
Ooh, it'll be fun. Ooh! I smoke drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I smoke drugs. Right, see you next week, chaps. Goodbye! Bye. Goodbye! Not a great plan. Bullshit. Wagwan fam, you're going to Somerset. Based Sigma Chad. Are you not entertained? I'm certainly entertained. Apple hooding, mother pie. Thank you for watching. Rum boy, respect. I love you. Epic dub. Who's got the biggest cock? What did you do with Big Jungus? Booty teacher out, I'm too stupid. You have no authority here, Jackie Weaver. Come on, man. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. I wear diapers.